Podeskew is brought to you by Proper Rumpus Media. Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my head late mate Rico. What's up, man? The streak. I like it. Another. <laughs> nice, nicely done. I was wondering where you were going with that. Uh, in in general today, uh, no, it feels good to do that again. You know how long it's been since I've done that proper? Like, <laughs> uh, a long time. It's probably been five weeks i want to say since i've done like a proper pure on potescu entrance as opposed thing. to proper rumpus media nice not look at you tying the brands together oh and that's that's as far as the puns that you will like because i've got like some low-key thor puns oh you definitely went there that was just not okay no <laughs> No, no, that, that, that almost feels like we should just start over. Like, that's, that's how bad that was. Fuck I, you. That was terrible. Um. <laughs> no, it's something Taika Watiti would fucking do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on. Uh, Literally at one point, like, I think Ragnarok, he was just like, all right, Lackey is like, actually, it's Loki. Like, they literally had that line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so here we are <laughs> uh, doing an actual episode. We have not done one of these in two weeks. Is that right? No, like a month. Okay, yeah. yeah so between it's, it's... between Jabo filling in for you, yep, and then you getting married, and then the the memorial and whatnot, I, and and then we took the the one week off for you to you know for lack of a, out of out of respect for Ron essentially it's it's right. been like a month yeah so all right so uh we did have a thing we did have a plan and then CJ and I decided like let's just do something fucking easy we have not done a deep dive of a set of the marvel films with the exception of like MC the the second episode we did, um, yeah, we haven't then, done, like, we haven't done a full of uh, franchise d- dive since since the MCU episode. We, I mean, I guess would the MCFU count? Well, let me put it this way: we've definitely dipped our fucking oh, toes sure. For sure. in the MCU for the last four years, off and on, oh, random yeah. episodes here there. We've yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. WandaVision. We've talked about. We did the commentary of Infinity War and Endgame, so MCU is always going to be around the corner for us. But we have we haven't done like a stream of the films, and so we decided we're going to do the four Thor films. We are not really including the other ones that Thor's popped up in, like Infinity War, I'm Avengers. Sure we'll, I'm all sure that. they'll come up in conversation, but we're not going to like dive deep dive right. into them because I actually. I included two of those in my viewing to get ready for this today. Damn. Like I did, I did, I did 
all four Thor films. I did uh, the first Avengers, mm-hmm. and I did Infinity War. Okay, so you you really got a broad scope of Thor, right? Well, and and the reason I I selected those two of the non like Thor films, for lack of a better descriptor, mm-hmm. is that despite the fact that the Ultron centers around the um the the Mind Stone and and the the scepter that Loki was carrying in the first one, I still feel like the the bulk of the story for the first Avengers and the Infinity War center around Thor the character more. I feel like more so than than the other ones. Well, with Loki as the villain of the Avengers, that does for sure yeah, yeah. help. Um, and I mean, Thor is definitely a major big player in the Avengers. A lot of the credit goes to like Tony Stark and and even Captain America. But I would argue that Thor is pretty integral, um, almost more so than. Tony and Cap. I, I'll actually go even further and t- say I think that he's got the most interesting arc to his character than any of the Avengers. Not the movies. We're not talking about the quality of the films. We're right. talking about the arc of the character itself from the first Thor through Love and Thunder and including those other films we're referring to. He you definitely know. has the biggest evolution of that's all the what, characters. That's kind of yeah. what I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? I like mean, there's... I would say a close second will be Tony. I mean, Tony... Oh, yeah, yeah. It, ba- it, it, based on what yeah. he goes through in the first Iron Man alone is pretty, pretty um, I, huge. But I feel like, yes, and I don't disagree with any of that, but I feel like Tony's biggest, and this is not a Tony episode, so I don't spend a bunch of time on it, but it, it's his two biggest, like, moments in... In our in character development are to your point Iron Man one, and then I would actually argue Endgame, like are his two biggest like moments. He's got great moments throughout the rest of it, but like pivotal moments in his story are there and there. Whereas Thor, I think he's got a few of them throughout that well, I could point to. Well, I would I would say that Tony's biggest character change is. What happens to him in Avengers? Because that gives him PTSD they really can't shake off until, like, Endgame, really. You know, seeing the aliens, seeing Thor's, I'm sorry, uh, Thanos' army up in in space. And, and, I mean, he he has, like, nightmares throughout the fucking franchise. Whereas Thor, honestly, he, he really just becomes goofy. Like and and it's a well, weird character development that I can kind of feel like I can explain a little bit. Like, part, and part of it is story driven, and part of it's real life driven, right? So, mm-hmm. like the real life and the shorter, easier thing to get into, in my opinion, is Taika Waititi took what I'm about to talk about and just pushed it too far in the last film really is what it boils down to and but i think thor the character you know like you and i've talked about this several times throughout not just on the mcu episode but it starts off very shakespearean in in mm-hmm. the way that it's done now there's a lot of factors for that 
you know, um, obviously, you know, you could you could take it back to real life and talk about your directors and your writers and all those kinds of things. And Ken Branagh being very Shakespearean and in his career, you're going to oh, expect yeah. it. But the more I'm thinking about just Thor the character and what it what he experiences strictly in the MCU, because to anyone who could be listening, both Rico and I are aware the comics have a whole different arc line to it and it could go a completely different direction but from the purposes sure. of of the films you're dealing with a character that starts and lives the bulk of his life up to the to the point when we're introduced to him in a very shakespearean kind of world right very but, old norse mythological for sure exactly but you know i mean obviously i know shakespearean is is english and and norse i get that well, but i'm talking but about it's, just that it's the it's the attire it's the it's the way they speak it's the oh well me and odin's son and, it's and that the, very hi, yeah, yeah the hierarchy of we're we're royalty and who are you your peasants like that whole thing right that's very shakespearean in its way and I would argue the more that Thor spends time on Earth amongst the humans and we get a nice actual one of the few real positives I feel like you get in Love and Thunder is a real explanation of some some time where you don't see Thor in all the other films in the MCU. Mm-hmm. You see that he starts spending more time with humans, but as as someone who's not familiar with that it's it's at least in my mind plausible that he's still learning how to do things like sarcasm and humor and all of those types of things. Like you had a really good example on the flip side of that when we opened the show from the first one where like he's at the diner and they're drinking coffee and instead of saying, Hey, can I get another cup of coffee? He just another and smash there goes the mug. You know what I mean? Like he, he <coughs> you know, and th- it, it's possible he's not by the time we get to Love and Thunder, still really got a good grasp on this and possibly taking it too far because he doesn't understand it. You know what I mean? The fish out of water, so to speak, uh, works for him in the first, you know, what, three or four movies? Yeah, Including the Avengers and everything? Sure. But then, in my opinion, like, for the longest time... Ragnarok to me, like I, I, I loved Ragnarok. I just didn't like what it was as Thor three because you got Thor and you got Thor two, which are both very dark Shakespearean. And then you get this fucking very bright, colorful, goofy, really fucking funny third one. And it just clashed really. It's, it's like black and white. And then all of a sudden rainbow. But it's, see, I, I feel it's, like that it's was... a fucking rainbow in the dark. So to speak. <laughs> which is ironic being that that's the closing credits song I have to Love I have Thunder. to give them credit that's a really good fucking song to include in the Thor films the, I don't disagree with that my only complaint with them including that song in the Thor especially in Love and Thunder is that it's so left field for all the other music from that film like that and the Enya are so out of place for everything else that it was like what well, if? I... Okay, G- getting back to real life. Here's what I can say about Love and Thunder, and it, it feels like Taika Waititi tried to make a James Gunn film and failed. Is exactly what that feels like to me. It it really is his version of like Asgardians of the Galaxy. 
Right, it's, but it wasn't none of it. It wasn't great. I mean, but, look, here's what's really disappointing about Love and Thunder is that it actually has a very good story. Yeah, but the humor, yeah, really cheapens the whole well, fucking and, flick. And you remember not to get off Thor, but that was my biggest problem with Guardians Two. Like I thought Guardians Two was a really good story concept, and then, Agreed. um, specific and and with with Drax. Guardians Two for me it was very specific to Drax that that with yeah. the problem they I don't feel like they pushed it too far with everybody else, but Drax they just like. You know, maybe to a point, Yondu, but for that was it. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Here, here's my opinion for, for, and I say this as somebody who's always trying to make people laugh. Sure. Sometimes the funniest line is not the best line. Exactly. And, some, and yeah. sometimes great improvisation is not necessarily necessary for... I was being redundant there on on accident, but it's it's unnecessarily uh, needed. Like yeah. I love a movie where it shows improv, and, but the real trick of it is finding where the improvisation is natural. Right. Great example, right. and I think I've mentioned this before in the past. Goodfellas, the whole fucking dinner scene, uh, where yes. like you know they they you know yes. his mom yeah, wakes yeah, up, yeah, they're yeah. trying to but you know get the fucking knife. That whole scene is improvised and you can kind of feel that it's improv, but like when you tell someone, Oh, that whole scene was improvised. You're like, Oh wow. Well, that's great. It's a great fucking scene. It feels natural. It feels dynamic. It feels very familial. Um, but then you get to movies like Ragnarok and love and thunder, especially where you could just tell they're having too much fun and that, yeah, it was a really funny scene, but it does nothing for the, story and and sometimes a, a little like you have your improv scenes you film them you record them you look at them and you say hey that was great that was a really fucking funny thing you should be proud of that joke but it doesn't it's not going to fit in the movie i i, I feel like it and, and hear me out on this because it might take a second to like get to my point here but i feel like this kind of goes back to what eddie pence said about us like he was having some fun and we were having a good time and it was on get vocals and not everyone may have heard it but you know he said something to the effect of, like, because Smoke had asked him, if you recall, like, if he was doing a stand-up bit, which one of the two of us would he have, would he prefer open uh, open form? And he he really struggled. I think he was trying not to insult anybody, which I guess he didn't realize neither of us would have really actually been insulted by it, but whatever. But he, at one point in his thing, said that, he couldn't pick just because our styles of comedy are so, so different. You know, like mm-hmm. he, he said, you know, and he did preface that he didn't feel like they were, it was a bad thing, but that like, I throw like a hundred things out there and hope like five of them stick. Whereas you just wait and throw the haymaker, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's what Taika was going for in right in love and thunder as well as what james gunn was going for in volume two mm-hmm. the difference is and i want to stress this is that like i mean i'm not saying every joke you say lands that's not a shot because not every joke anyone says lands sure. that's just the way it rolls i don't unless you're eddie pence <laughs> unless you're eddie pence yes uh no but i i think my point to that is that i you know i feel like I feel like Ragnarok is a little more, I guess, in that style that I am, where they had these little barbs throughout. Like, I know you didn't like it compared to the first two, but I would still argue that if you're following Thor's 
life experience, for lack of a better descriptor. It would make sense that he would be a little more humorous by the time we get to Ragnarok. Do you know what I mean? I, and, I think after hanging out with Tony, he definitely developed some right. weight. Yeah. But, not, but it was such a huge compare and contrast. I'll tell you this much. Love and Thunder made me appreciate Ragnarok more. Oh, I'm sure it did, yeah. It, yeah. It, I was, because I thought Ragnarok was fucking way too funny. And then I'm like, okay, it can well, get bad. And, and, it can get you, worse. And <laughs> And you talk about drastic, but and that's why I it's one of the reasons why I watched those two Avengers movies that I talked about, you know, is mm-hmm. if and again, and it, it this may be something you actually have to take away and come back on another episode to because re- I think it need, takes time to absorb this. And I'm not saying that as a, a negative on anyone. It's just a lot to think about. But I really think if you watch his arc and you include everything where he makes an appearance, forget Love and Thunder for the moment, but just up from the first Thor through Ragnarok, it's not as drastic as you think it is. Well, I'll say this, because I watched Age of Ultron a lot. I really, really, really love that flick. And he's very serious in, in Age of Ultron. Like, he's... He's not the goofy fucking dude that he is the next movie. Because he goes Age of Ultron, then Ragnarok. So... Yes, there's a progression, but I, as for my own palette, I kind of preferred, and I'll say this with very big reservation, I think the one who nailed the balance of Thor's slight goofy side, as well as his serious side, as well as his fish out of water, as as well as him learning, was Joss Whedon. Now, Joss Whedon is a piece of shit, right? but the motherfucker can write serious and Goofy, yeah, no, Buffy he, yeah, yeah, and 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 all the other fucking shit he's some, written, some, especially the Avengers. And some episodes over his hand that I've seen him do, yeah. I mean, like you know, yeah. And you're dealing he, with double pieces of shit there between him and Roseanne. But that's, oh my you know, god, can you imagine the conversation between the two of them? Real quick, did you know? Because I just read this recently. I don't know how I stumbled into this, but I was looking at other stuff, and it was one of those things. You know, you're scrolling through, and this pops up, but. Do you know John Goodman was the only one they interviewed? They only won a um, audition for Dan. He came in and did the, like, I don't think they had actually done the official audition yet, like, but he came in basically in character mm-hmm. and plopped down on the couch they were going to use as he would if he was Dan. And apparently Roseanne sat down right next to him and it was just like. It just looked natural. Yeah, and they and they just said, fuck. I think, I think he still did the. The audition, but they never bothered to even look at anybody else. They were like, "That's the guy." So, nah, John Goodman was born for for Dan. Oh that's, yeah, it's, that's. It's, I yeah. I think I don't know if Roseanne was married to Tom Arnold, but I think that was no, sort of the not at the time. Were they yeah. were they even dating? No, she was married. I think she was still married to Barr. The the because mm. her original name was Roseanne Barr. So I think she was. Either still married or in the process of that divorce at the time of the okay. yeah, but you know. Um, um, but back to so actually, see, just quickly, I would also say that with everything that's going on with the Queen, I've been thinking about King Ralph the movie quite a bit lately. But that's beside the point. Um, I don't think I've ever seen King Ralph actually. I, I thought we talked about it once. Like, I not no, not in a deep I, dive, we, but like a, just a conversation. I don't think I've if I've I if. I think I may have seen clips of it. I don't think I've actually fully seen it. I don't remember. Well, if we it's ever one do of those movies that I may have confused it with another. If we ever do a royalty fr- like thing, that would have to be oh, one of them for sure. All right. You know? 
But anyway, that's that's beside the point. Do, I, do I, you want to start this officially and rank the films and then talk about them in order? We can do that. I will tell you this right now, though. I know a lot of people shit on the Dark World, you know, in terms of, of the MC as an overall thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I can name right now three movies I think are worse. Three MCU movies? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm curious of this list. Uh, I don't have these three in any particular order right now. I would just rank them all below Dark World. Okay. Guardians 2 really keeps dropping for me every time I watch it. Like, it really does not get better for me. It has okay. moments that I absolutely fucking love. Like, for sure. Like, uh-huh. Yondu and Rocket breaking out of the prison on the Ravenger ship. Fan-fucking-tastic. The mm-hmm. whole the whole third act pretty good, but for the most part, that film doesn't sit well with me. Like I have to force myself to watch volume two, typically speaking. Okay. Um I would say that. I would say Ant Man and the Wasp. I don't think that's particularly good at all. Uh again, I think I would, it's got I would agree with that. I think it's got some moments that are great, but as a whole, I don't think it's very good. I think um, it's a pretty forgettable film it it really is yeah i mean and then uh the only thing that's really like helpful for ant-man and the wasp for me is actually you get that better dynamic between hope and scott which you're going to need for quantumania and some of the stuff that you get in infinity war and uh end game you know so um and then uh and then love and thunder i would put love and thunder below in getting back to what you wanted to do was rank these four. I I really, I here's the thing: Love and Thunder. I love, and and we can talk about where the break is because I'm not as versed at catching these as you are. But I would say the whole third act of Love and Thunder is fantastic. But you have to sit through the two acts to get there. Now the way the way I say third act is right after the scene with the gods from that point forward so after the gods council is it's really good from that point forward but everything before that is really kind of tough to get through it's a it's a hard watch and i i i agree and disagree with your your ranking um i I agree yeah good i didn't rank them all but i was just putting those no no but with your your assessment let me that's a good that's a better usage of the word um i i still think thor the dark world is Probably my least favorite of all the MCU films, but Ant-Man the Wasp is definitely pretty low. Volume 2, it, it has a more interesting villain, but the story is 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 so... Or, like, the story's fine, but, like, the execution is just not that's, great. That's where my problem is, the execution, yeah, yeah. Um, But Love and Thunder, I think, is just slightly above Thor The Dark World because I really enjoyed Christian Bale's performance. And I loved what they did with, see, my problem is with dark world is that it's incredibly forgettable. Like I completely fucking forgot the whole point of the fucking ether. Like I knew it. I knew that they had an, an, uh, infinity stone, but I forgot. I had to remember, I remember myself, which one is it? Which fucking stone is it? I'm like, Oh, okay. It's the fucking reality stone. And that's the thing that I feel like the MCU, it's one of the few places I feel like the MCU as a whole has really dropped the ball is the reality stone. Like, they never... Mm. They never 
really well, originally it was the Power Stone, and then and then James Gunn did Guardians, and he said, no, no, this is the Power Stone, and they're like, all right, I guess it's the fucking Reality Stone, I guess, which would make more sense because it bends reality, right? Did now, so so this, and I don't think we ever talked about this, and I don't certainly want us to get into it today, but. Is, are the stone colors not the same as the books? Um, I think they usually are. First off, they're actually called gems. That's well, one thing that, like, like we always call them stones. The and that I guess that's how you can tell from a a comic book fan who sticks to the movies and a comic book fan who sticks to the comics is like when they call it gems and stones. That's okay. the difference. Well, first off, I no, no, I, I'm that, just saying. Yeah, I know, but anyone's gonna get that picky about it, like. Loosen your underwear just a little bit. Thank you. Well, they're gonna be picky <laughs> about it because that it was called gems for forty fucking or four, uh, fifty years. Okay, before... but but it's 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 fair to say that's that that um, stone sounds better. Well, not only that, but that Stan signed off on this because he lived up to Endgame filming. He if True. if Stanley signed off on calling it stones over gems, get over yourself. Like that's maybe it. maybe he was stoned. I, I, no, but that's okay. <laughs> Excelsior, true believers. That is one of the greatest cameos he has is when he's fucking drunk in Ultron, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah, but what a, what a useless cameo in, in Dark World. He's oh, just another, sure. the he's whole gonna, movie I, I he, thought was just forgettable. It was just not great. I, I, you know, and it's so funny. I know someone who, they're honest to God opinion now. I don't know that they're as big of a fans and certainly don't do the kind of deep dives that we do on stuff like this mm. dark world's their favorite without question like hands do i down. know this person uh you will i will yeah okay yeah um uh, because i'd like to talk to them and be like what the fuck i well okay and 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 to be to be fair this person is british so i think the shakespearean aspect of it like okay. for them I, for them i think it's dark world Thor, and then the rest, like in that order, and like, the rest, right? Well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know this person's ranking on the on Love and Thunder and Ragnarok, so I don't want to say, but yeah, okay, all right. So let's do our ranking. Um, so yeah, for me, you know what I having you want your mind to help you? Yeah, please, yeah. All right, uh, and this this one I actually kind of struggle with, but I'm gonna go. <sighs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. Three, one, four, two. I'm surprised. I, I, I'm I know, surprised. yeah, a lot of people are surprised by that. I, I would have guessed you for one three. And I yeah. really debate about that, but I, I have to admit that three is a fun time. Yeah. But in ter- and, and but it helps with I don't know, maybe I'm just not the biggest Shakespeare fan. Because and <laughs> Thor one is really just it's 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 uh the best hits of Shakespeare. It's it's Macbeth, it's Hamlet, it's it's uh, Richard the Third, it's all that shit rolled yeah. all into one. You, you even got some fucking Romeo and Juliet with like he's from one planet, she's from another family, yeah, like you yeah, know, it's yeah. that type of shit. I, I, I think, I think I gotta go one, three, two, four. I think is where I gotta go there. Like, okay, hey, you know what? I think you and I are at a ranking where we both can respect the other person's ranking. For sure. Yeah. 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 For once, where it's like, I see that, and you're like, I see yours. Yeah. Okay. Like, usually we're like, what? <laughs> you know? If you had said two as number one, I would be like, all right, ding, ding. Yeah. No. I, 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 
you're here's here's the thing with the Dark World, right? Like, first off, this is the first time I've sat down and watched all four. Me too. In this close proximity, obviously, Love and Thunder is brand new. But even if you take that out of the equation, it's the first time I've watched the first three in this close proximity to one another. Because it's not really a quadrilogy. It's a this one. This was number three or three in the MCU. And then Dark World was like, what, seven? And then you get fucking Ragnarok with like 20 or some shit. It's it is, but it's not because it's spread over a huge fucking length of time. Yeah. Like I think Thor's 2011. Yeah. You know, and then you know, Dark World is I want to say like 2017. Like it's no 13. I'm sorry, it's, it's 13. I was gonna say it's 13 or 14. Yeah, but, I remember. I remember that because I was working in a movie theater, and the first movie I got to see, like literally the week I was hired, was Iron Man three. But and then right after that, it was Thor: The Dark World. But Ragnarok seventeen and and Love and Thunder's twenty twenty two. So yeah. like it's an eleven year arc technically yeah. between the first and the fourth. Now you've got like we said the other appearances: Avengers, Ultron, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Infinity. All, so, all four Avengers. Films, all four, for sure. yeah, Avengers films basically. So he's done eight movies, to the best of my knowledge. He hasn't done any other. Was there like a cameo or something? Like I'm trying to like Um No, I don't I think he's one of the few that hasn't shown up in cameo form. I think every I think he and you know, even Tony showed up in cameo form. So yeah, like I think he might be the yeah. only one him and Chris Evans. I don't think no. Well Evans I guess Evans is the, in Dark World. No, no, I, yeah. I would I was gonna and go he's the, in Spider Man. I, well, I was going to ask if we were accounting that, but yeah, because I was going to say those well, that's videos. That's what I mean. I mean, cameos as, you know, like I wouldn't call Doctor Strange in Ragnarok a cameo. That, I, that I think he's a he's a secondary player. No, no, I would say that's a cameo. I would say that's a cameo. It's not long enough. It's a, a scene. It's a sequence. It's not. It's know, a scene, but it's not like a pass spot. I would say Hiddleston pretending to be Captain America in Dark World. That's a cameo. Let me put it this way. Is Benedict Cumberbatch in the credits, like the open, like the closing credits where they do the title cards where it shows like, you know how they do it like in the end yeah, credits before I, you get to the black no, credits? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I'd have to go back to look, but I don't. I, I genuinely don't think so. I don't think he made it to that point. I think he did make the, the scroll, but not the, the, I know what you're talking about, like the individual, like this person, this person. Right. No, I, I, I actually don't think he makes that cut i could be wrong I, I feel like i need to double check that yeah Should we pause to double check then we're back um, Ah, well and you were right all right i guess cumberbatch is a fucking cameo cameo back i it, it, it i mean you're right in in terms of cameos as as cameos would go it is the longer of mm-hmm. some of the other ones we've seen i.e the one you, you brought up chris evans it's like seconds right you know but in both in both dark world and spider-man for that matter maybe slightly right. longer in spider-man but not by much you know well so. in spider-man he's featured twice so that's why he it's a little because he's in the film yeah and then he's at the end of the film right the, but one of them is fairly longer i think actually he's into three times technically mm. Because, oh yeah, you're right. He's like, oh, that's you. You're in. You're in detention. Like yeah, that, he, that, yeah. yeah there, okay. There's the gym class detention, and then the, the post credit scene. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, okay. man, yeah, it's 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 definitely it's definitely uh, a cameo by by 
Cumberbatch. Um, I am surprised that Ruffalo is ranked so Ruffalo. <laughs> well, and and that was a question I was going to ask you because even though we're not talking uh, Hulk specifically, he he plays a very major factor in Ragnarok, right? Oh yeah. So. I've always been kind of curious about this. I and I'm I'm excluding Endgame from this question and anything. Okay. And we'll put it this way: Endgame and anything post Endgame, because we've seen some stuff in in She Hulk as well. Without Where spoiling it, Smart Hulk, yeah, right. Do you think he's voicing the Hulk when it's in Hulk form? Ruffalo shows up as Banner in Ragnarok eventually. But when I, when when it's Hulk, do you think it's Ruffalo? I have an answer for this actually. Oh, uh, good. So before Ragnarok, it and I'm including Ang Lee's Hulk. I'm including the Incredible Hulk. I'm including um, Avengers mm-hmm. and Age of Ultron. They were always voiced by Lou Ferrigno. Ragnarok is the first time that is Ruffalo voicing the Hulk and then continuing on. Uh, but my problem is I I was detecting a lot of autotune in in Ragnarok. When see, I when I would I, heard, I know what yeah. you read or where you whatever you saw. I'm not debating that you that that, that was a thing. But I would argue because when he says puny god in Avengers that sounds like a voice modulated Ruffalo, not a Lou Ferrigno. When he's like puny god after he smashes Loki around for like I, ten seconds. This is gonna sound very mean to me. I'm not intending it to be, but it sure. sounds like it sounds like Lou Ferrigno natural speaking voice. Now, see, I don't I, I mean puny I know god. I, Yeah, I still feel like it's rough. I mean I don't yeah, think Allegedly it's, it it's it's Ferrigno, but but I'm I'm telling you, if you can find clips of like Avengers and then Ragnarok, I swear they added like a weird auto tune to his fucking voice in Ragnarok. Sure. I I hear like it goes that high pitched warble in in uh in like auto tune songs and shit. Like you hear it. Like whoever did the the mixing was just like fuck it, press the auto tune button. There you go. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's certainly a possibility that they did that. I don't know. It just seemed. I will say that they should have, in my opinion, making Smart Hulk what he is was clearly the direction they were going to go with the progression of of Hulk and Banner. Which I, I... it just sucks. Oh, it does. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Although, although I think it played the best without getting in a whole separate discussion in what we've seen in She-Hulk up to this point. Like, I think it plays so well plays well there, but that's the only place it plays well, you know? Yeah, I, or or in the dramatic scenes in, like, in, in uh, Endgame. When he's being fucking funny, it's super cringy. I really liked how he was in Ragnarok because he was just intelligent enough where you could have a conversation with him without well, him going, and, oh, smash. And I, I I would say that it's very similar. And I can tie this together, believe it or not. I would I would say this is very similar to, to, to Thor's development. Now, Thor, 
is obviously much more intelligent from the beginning, but but Hulk is kind of like an infant. Like if you think back to think about as if Ed yeah. Norton's Hulk is canon, which it supposedly, yeah. although now it, I'm it, here, I'm now hearing that it could potentially have been in an Elseworlds, uh, like in not, I, oh, not no. with Abomination and fucking what's his fuck. Well, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you've gotten for how far you've gotten into She-Hulk, but Abomination looks very different in She-Hulk than it does oh, no, in... I, I've likened that to Evolution. That, okay, I, that's, well, my, that's my answer. And 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 maybe, and maybe that's a discussion for a different day. My point, though, is that mm. it's, it's conceivable that the Hulk is developing as a young child would continue to develop as, you know, you have a child, it grows. So every time he's the Hulk, he's learning more things. Now, when, when he does the the merger of Banner and Hulk that wipes that completely out. But up until Ragnarok, it's just Hulk developing as a sentient being being for any other descriptor. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's dormant. Which is, but that's also why by the time you get to Ragnarok, he's able to have false sentences and... Because he's been that dude for two fucking years. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, well, not even that. I, I would argue that the Hulk in some capacities growing even when he's in Banner form. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I don't... Albeit very slowly as as compared to when he's in Hulk form. Sure, sure. I'm not going to argue that, yeah. He, yeah. He's, just, he's just learning from Banner's subconscious. Let's put it that way. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's kind of what I was getting at. But yeah, so I... I... I I don't even know how we got here and trying to get us back. And I don't let's go. Know. Let's go back to Thor. Let's just go back to Thor one and like really do this. Okay, Thor one. I I genuinely dig. I I I I think in like I said, I ended up making it my number one, but I really struggled with that because I do really enjoy Ragnarok. But what I think I really like about one is that it it goes back to character development. You you get this really you, the movie starts with this really cocky and arrogant Thor who's I'm going to be king and I'm the best king that's ever lived even more than my father though he never says it but you can tell mm. he's feeling it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he gets knocked down a peg or two. You know what I mean by by Odin pretty pretty heavily, you know, and 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 you watch that development once he meets, you know, uh, Jane, you know, because even mm-hmm. even in that film, there's some comedy. Like you talk about oh, how yeah. Shakespearean they they are the first two, and and they are to a lot of degree. So I'm not saying that that's an incorrect statement, but right. you also get a lot of you do get a lot of. I mean, like she hits him with the car like twice in the first like. 10 minutes that they're in the same, you know, what not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, but there's those moments, you know what I mean? And, and again, going back to the line that you, that line actually has like a double thing to it. It's meant to be a little bit of humorous for the viewer, but it also is to show that like, he is so out of place for where he is as, as guardian royalty amongst the peasants for lack of a better descriptor, you know? So, and it, it's also showed later by Volkstag doing the same thing. And you, then you see Thor smirking. He's like, okay. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what it looked like. It looked really fucking ridiculous when I did that in New Mexico. It looks ridiculous when my fat warrior friend does the same thing with Mead. Yeah, yeah. I also think I have a, a soft spot for um, Coulson. And so Son anytime, of Cole. Yeah. Any, I, love, I love that addition. 
where he yeah. calls him Son of Cole. He thinks his his name is Son of Cole because uh, his last because Thor's last name is Odinson. Right, which is Son of Son of Odin. Yeah, right. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like I I I I I I'm a big fan of Coulson. I I wish I loved um, Agents of Shield, but I wish they had left him Locked in there. Back in. Yeah, somehow brought him back into the to the MCU fold, and they didn't. So, well, they kind of did with Captain Marvel, but it's a prequel, so I I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm talking um, like, yeah, the yeah, current we, we, day. We don't, we don't need the yeah. fucking digital facelift. We want we want Clark Gregg to look how he looks. W- without getting into the whole thing, I still don't understand how you DH Sam Jackson and him in the same film, and they're so drastically different in terms of the quality. Yeah. Like, I just don't get that, like, at yeah. all. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you. Yeah. What is Samuel Jackson? <laughs> where it's like he could be in one scene and he has he he will bring the money. And is, I love Clark Gregg. But he's fucking Clark Gregg. Is that <laughs> is that the black don't crack thing? Is that what you're saying? Like, no, I'm yeah. saying that they're like we're going to fucking spend the money yeah. to make, you know, uh SLJ look fucking awesome and then oh yeah, there's this guy named Clark yeah, like yeah. he has two first names. It would, it would. I mean, it'd be kind of funny if they put him in a Superman getup somehow at one point. You know, Clark. Oh, okay. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, he would be an awful Superman. Oh no, no, no! I'm not saying he should play Superman, but like if he like I don't know somehow ended up in like a costume somehow, I'd be like I don't think this works, and then like change <laughs> clothes. You know what I mean? Like something like right. that. Like you know. Um. But yeah, I, I, I. I, I dig that whole thing. I like. I'm also a big uh, Stellan Skarsgård fan. Um, I I am too. And I like Stellan. And I like. Oh, I like his kids more, but I like Stellan. Yeah, I like. I like. Um, the doctor. The name just. I literally just blanked. Sel- Selvig. Selvig. Yeah, I like Selvig. I like um, him until what the whatever the fuck he became in Dark World, but right, okay. but, but it, it makes sense. It does make sense. No, no, because I like in your fucking head. Yeah, I, but I don't like it either. But I do like that eventually he kind of comes back to yeah, what he they was. They dropped that quickly. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad they did because it it didn't play well. I mean, it worked for that film, but like you you get it, you know. I'll I'll also add. And I looked this up because I, whenever we're doing this, I look up not only trivia, but also goofs because sure, I'm curious. Sure, sure. And one person who clearly is English wrote in the goofs of Dark World, like, they would, n- like, news, like, stations would never film someone being nude, even if it was live. They would immediately point the camera another angle, even if they were able to pixelate it. They would not do that. So that is just Disney being like, fuck it. We're gonna have him running around in Stonehenge nude, and like it would never be broadcast. Not to that extent. It would have no, been a glimpse. I mean, like, oh shit. I mean, I. But that's one of those things that I, you know, and I had the discussion with Jabo in general. Was that's when you just chalk up to it's a movie. Do you know what I sure, mean? Sure. You know. Sure. Um. But but I get I get the point you're making. Um. I I agree with you about Thor, and my my assessment of it is that let's say the MCU as it was starting just didn't happen it just failed they you know iron man was a thing iron man 2 was a thing because captain america the first avenger and thor were not widely praised when they came out yeah they were like all right it's better than daredevil it's better than electra but like only 
But like, then the Avengers came out, and that really were like, oh shit, this well, is like, this is yeah. gonna be a thing. Well, and and the difference is it. I mean, to your point, going into Avengers, we got two Iron Man films. You know what I mean? We didn't have, we had one Captain America and we had one Thor. We didn't get doubles on those. Dark Worlds after Avengers and so is Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. So, yeah. um, it's so much so that if I recall, the, you know when they say at the end of the credits, so-and-so will return, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Captain America, it says Captain America will return in the Avengers, like specifically, right. you know, so, you know. Um, but, so I, I still like some of those one-off, movies before the mcu like daredevil not necessarily electra but you know the ones yeah, that we got yeah. i was like all right that's that's not bad i think and i think Thor we both kind of feels like that i think we both agree that thomas jane punisher is one of the better like non-mcu oh, yeah. marvel films you know what i mean oh, yeah. so um and ray stevenson must have been very happy he was invited back to marvel because he played punisher after the thomas jane punisher he's the punisher in warzone i don't think i've seen he, warzone yeah it's very it's it's very comic booky, right? Like it's it's to the point where it's like if you combined Thomas Jane's Punisher with like, I mean, honestly, Ben Affleck's Daredevil. It's very comic booky, or almost Schumacher Batman. It's very it's one of those, gotcha. but it's a dark gritty one where like Jigsaw, as an example, you know how in the show it just shows him like glass is just fucking up his face. Yeah. In in the in this one, he's like fucking like annihilated like his face is like they had to sew it together with like horse hide wow in order to give him a face it's really cartoony and grotesque but it's good like ray stevenson i thought did a good job as punisher and i think him getting an offer to come for thor as volkstag i thought was pretty he was just like oh great you guys still fucking like me awesome <laughs> you like me you really <laughs> like me <laughs> yeah i i really like that actor he's he's uh yeah, I, I let, let's get to that in general. The casting for all of these movies, I feel like, was well done for all four. Ken, I, th Ken I think Branna knows what he's doing. Uh, not just the first, but I'm saying all four. Like, I feel like you know they they you know I do. The only the only real complaint I have is, listen, I don't care when a director tries to insert himself into a film. Obviously, we're big Kevin Smith fans, and Son of Bob might be one of the biggest examples of that. But to, to Kevin's uh, credit, he's not trying to steal the, the limelight until, in my opinion, reboot. Like, that's the first time you get, like... Because he always had that one line, and and in Chasing Amy, he's got that, that more of that soliloquy. But for the most part, he doesn't do much in terms of that kind of, you know, maybe Maul Rats with the flying through the air, but it's still not... Mm, he does a lot in the progressive films. I mean, Dogma, he's downright, you know, integral. Like, you know, all but the he, movies... But he doesn't feel... I, I Here's the thing, like... I. He's the muscle. But he also, like, by comparison, in Thorn in Love and Thunder, I feel like he's forced. I feel like Taika Waititi forces himself in his cork. You know I, what I definitely mean? would not have had him as a fucking narrator. I, as soon as he started talking, I looked over at staff. When we saw this in theater, I was like, oh, shit. I, well, I just... I, and I, I know what they were going for. They were going for um, Lewis in Ant-Man, is what I think they were going for. It didn't work. But that's what they were. Go my opinion is that's what they were going for. 
Who's Lewis in the Ant-Man? I think it's Lewis. Uh, uh, Michael Peña's character. You know, like... Oh, Luis. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I I, I might have said it wrong. My apologies. But yeah. No, no, that, no, I, but, I, I just blanked on the characters because I don't watch Ant-Man and, and Ant-Man and the Wasp that often. I watched the first one quite a bit because I really, I really like the first one. The the first mm-hmm. Ant-Man. So I've, I've watched that one quite a bit. And, and Michael Peña doing the story uh, might be... One of my favorite pieces, like honestly, so much so that there were. I don't know if you remember this, but when Endgame was coming out, there was rumors that one of the extras was L- Michael Pena as Luis doing the entirety of the saga. You know, well, they actually had him come on stage and do it. I, I would have loved hearing Luis do the entirety up through Endgame. Like we don't need to even to keep coming back, but just that that the Infinity Saga, like yeah. I don't even care if it was like 20 minutes. It would have been worth it to listen. It would have been worth it. Absolutely. You know, because especially if you could have somehow like taken clips from the real movies and then just take the audio out and have Luis doing the, the, you know what I mean? Like that would have been fucking perfect, you know? So Uh, like when, when court first appears in Ragnarok, I liked it. I I did did too. Yeah. Yeah. I liked what Taika did, uh, because he based Korg on like, as he puts it, Polynesian bouncers uh, who okay. are very soft spoken New Zealander, you know, Polynesians. It's like, oh, hi, I'm Korg. Nice to meet you. Oh, no, you can't come in. Right? It's a, you know, you can't come in. Like, very friendly. And right, like, this right. dude made a well, rock. And, and here's the interesting thing that I noticed going back and watching. Again, it, as I said earlier, this is the first time I've watched, you know, all four, especially the first three in so close proximity to one another. And. I don't know if you remember this because you you consider Dark World to be pretty forgettable. But oh, the, the giant rock thing. It's the king of that species. It's the king, not the god. No, it's right. right. The the gods right. in Love and Thunder. But is it actually the king? I yeah. If I if I heard or is it just a big dude? No, I think it's the king of that of that species. Which means, depending on how long Korg's been stuck on Sakar. Thor killed your king, and you're like, hey, I'm your best friend, whatever. Like, it's, you know. I've got two little fucking rock monster, rock monster things. <laughs> oh, my. Um, Good night, everybody. Yeah, um, okay. um, did you notice that his god in Love and Thunder, uh, whatever, fucking Hey Nani Nani, is sitting on a throne with scissors? Yeah. yeah oh. Because I, rock beats scissors. I, I get, yeah, I get it now. You're right. But yeah. there's also like a mess up that Taika Waititi did himself. And this is all his fault because he wrote the scripts and he plays chords, right? He said in Ragnarok something about his mom. But then you find out in Love and Thunder, he doesn't have moms. He has two dads. So that's a goof that he fucking made himself. Unless... And- Unless, Unless he called one of his dads a mom, which right. is kind of weird, like for well, the a rock whole thing species. is a little fucking weird it's to be. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, whatever. No, no judgment. No, um, no, and, and and listen. I mean, if you've listened to enough of our shows, you know we're all about equality in the LGBTQ community and all that kind of stuff. So we have no problem that if if that's how a core comes to be is two men sitting in a volcano for a month. Good for you, holding, but like holding fucking hands, a little fucking rock ring, if you would. Right. I mean, good. More power to you guys it just it's yeah. a, just a little inconsistent with what's being done within the the franchise i've also never seen a rock thing with a mustache but 
Did you catch what that what uh, Korg's mate is named? Dave, right? Dwayne. Dwayne. As in Dwayne right. the Rock Johnson. <laughs> that's not been a thing on trivia on like on anywhere. Taika Waititi's not confirmed it, but the odds of a fucking rock thing named Dwayne. I was like, I think I just discovered something that no one has discovered. It could just be a happy coincidence, too. I mean, it could be. It very well could be, but come on. No, I I, I get it. I'm not I'm not yeah. dismissing your thing at all. Here, also, but... how does he have a mustache? If it was made of moss, I'd be like, all right, okay. I mm-hmm. mean, that's the thing when you get into space. I mean, there's some there were some things in the <laughs> no, but there were some things in Guardians that had very similar. Like, huh? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how did that? How is that a thing? You know what I mean? So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dismissing it, but uh, you know, there, are, for lack of a better phrase, there are bigger fucking problems, you know, mm-hmm. than whether or not Dwayne has a mustache. You know, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Monster has a mustache. You know, or or as John McClane would say, "All right, Dwayne." You know, like that's that's a line. Anytime I hear that name, I immediately go back to that that line from. There's a. Uh... I think it's like Halloween 2018. I might be wrong, but there was a character, like a, a little blackhead. I think he he's like giving shit to a the boyfriend of his babysitter. I think he says it the same way. He's like, "All right, Dwayne." No, it's Dave, but he oh. says it the same way. You like, no, Dave. <laughs> speaking of just to finish this off, speaking of Dwayne's, apparently they're doing a. I think it's a 20th or 25th anniversary of uh, a different world. What's a, remind me what a different world is. It, it's it's the Cosby Show spinoff about the college. Oh, um, which which listen, you know, yes, I know, I know, Cosby's still a producer on that, but because he's not on screen, that shows at least something I can still watch. Do you know what stomach. I mean? Yeah, I can still stomach it. But the but the promo pictures are are Dwayne and Whitney, who ended up being like the main stars of the show by the end of the run. Uh, okay. Dwayne played by Kadeem Hardison. And okay. you've seen them. I'm sure you've seen. I've never, I've never seen the show. But you've seen, you've seen White Men Can't Jump, right? Yes. He's the skinny black friend of um of uh, uh Wesley. Sid, Sydney. Well, Sydney's the name of the character. What's I'm trying to think of the Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. So, yeah, it, his his skinny black friend is. Okay. That's that's him. He's put on some fucking weight, dude. Like. It happens to it the worst happened of to Thor. Yeah, no, it happened to Thor. I I did like the ex- explanation in Love and Thunder of how he gets back to the Thor bod. I, at least uh, you know. I I don't think there would have been much of an explanation. It's just like he fucking he just burned it off. He fucking did a bunch of weightlifting and he did a lot of exercise. And no, but showing him... it, like showing the you know the, the sure the working out with the chains and throwing the rocks and the whole thing. Like I thought that was you know whatever. But yeah, you know. he went from the the you know the the big Lebowski to the fucking you know the god Lebowski. Yeah, I didn't I, really fucking <sighs> love the outfit he wore in Love and Thunder. No, the he well, you know what it was though. I I because I, I thought of that when I watched it again because I've seen it twice now. I watched it when it premiered on Disney Plus like the day after because I just couldn't watch it night of, and right. then I watched it again for this and. Mm-hmm. It would make sense because if you're if you're going from the end of Endgame, 
right? Where everything's resolved, everyone's back, everybody's happy. And he's literally getting on the ship with the Guardians and fucking off into the into space. Right. He's still the dude. He's, you know, Lebowski Thor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he, even if you remember, Tony even says, step aside, Lebowski, or something to that effect in Endgame. You know, like... And, and if you remember what I said, he basically called... He's like, hey, you look like Obadiah State. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, so fucking weird. Yeah, but he... um. So it's conceivable that all the clothes he would have taken with him were for Fat Thor. So he's wearing, he's wearing Star Lord's clothes, is what he's wearing. You really think about it. He's he's probably borrowing clothes from Quill, which explains why he's got that like '80s rock thing going on. Okay, which also explains why Guns N' Roses. You know, over that, any other band, uh, you know. It was an excessive amount of Guns N' Roses, though. Yeah, no, no, I don't disagree. Like, I mean, that was what's nice about Ragnarok, is you got you got Zeppelin with the Immigrant Song, which is mm-hmm. all about the Vikings and, and traveling to Valhalla and the whole thing, so it really kind of fits, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with Guns N' Roses, per se, but it really was kind of like, shoehorned in quite a bit you know uh, it was very excessive i mean to the point where even fucking heimdall's son wants to be known as axel that i can kind of get though you're an alien species you come to earth and you're exposed to something like guns and roses or whatever and you it would make sense that you would want to like absorb that personality with your father being dead and all you know what i mean sure but when you already have a bunch of guns and roses songs you don't need to lay on another fucking Guns N' Roses reference. Choose fucking I don't know, Ozzy. It it could it, it it's conceivable though that the reference of the songs is because of him taking on the name Axel. It, it, it's a whole chicken and the egg thing. Was were the Guns N' Roses songs put in because they decided to take that route with with Astrid or Astrid? Yeah, Astrid. Yeah, wasn't that Astrid Asshole? What? That's what uh, asshole? That's what fucking uh, Corey was like. Oh, asshole! Uh, well, he's like Astrid, Axel, Astrid, Axel. Hey, asshole! That's what he says. I thought was the, that right. was one of the You're funniest right. parts. That is funny. But it, 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 so it's it, uh, did they do all the Guns N' Roses because of that, or did they do that because of all the Guns N' Roses? It's a little hard to say. You know, I definitely think they picked an '80s band, even though Guns N' Roses definitely went into the '90s and even somewhat still today, but. Yeah. I th- I think they specifically went with an '80s ish band because of Star Lord. Like I I think that's to tie it back to the Guardians, which you didn't have to do or should you do. Didn't, but it was, and that's my point. I agree with you. It's just like shoving the Guardians in this did nothing for the no, film. No, absolutely not. And I also, yeah. by the way, I've never seen Chris Pat look so unhealthy. Oh, he looked terrible. He looked, yeah, he looks really skinny, like skinny, right? Well, I mean, I don't know what other projects he's been working on. Maybe he was, I don't know, but maybe he was doing something. Because I saw, it, it looked, I, he, looked, he looked fine as a human being in, in Jurassic World Dominion. Like, he looked fine. He looked, so. he looked normal. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, maybe he just standing next to Chris Pratt. Or, I'm sorry, Chris. Jesus Christ. There's so many fucking Chris's. There's, there's three Chris's in the MCU. It's easy to, at least three. I think it's just three, but yeah. Like, fuck, Chris Pine has not joined it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
I mean, give just, it time. Just fucking wait, yeah. <laughs> but when he stands next to fucking Chris Hemsworth, you, you even have—I mean, technically, you have Chris Bale if you want to get real technical. Oh about God, it. I mean, you're right. Yeah, I—I I know he goes by Christian, so not as easy to fuck it up. But still, like knowing his methodness, he probably went by fucking Gore. Oh no, on, on set, sure. But I'm saying in general, yeah. like, yeah, he when he's billed, he's billed as Christian, not Chris. You know, right. so. Um, uh, should and, we go back to the first fucking Thor like we were trying to do? No, but we have, I see, I, I mean, look, here's the thing. We have talked about it some of, the, especially the first two, we, we've done a deep dive. Actually, when did Ragnarok come out? It was before Infinity War, right? So it, it's, it's 17. So it was before Infinity War. And we, on the MCU episode, we did go through Infinity War that episode. So I'm not saying we, we, you know, just breeze over these, but it's not like, it's not our first attempt to ever discuss these films. Okay. Kind of, you know. Well, one thing that I want to mention about the first Thor was I was surprised and I completely forgotten of all, all the weird camera angles that Ken Branagh do did for the yeah, first Thor. He, there was yeah. a lot of like angled, you know, where it was just like off kilt. It was askew. So yeah, speak. but he's not doing the Dutch tilt thing. I don't think you know. What, I think it was. A, it was not dead set. It was very Schumacher Batman. It was very that. I remember watching Batman Forever, and everything is at a fucking angle. Everything, everything is a zoom at a fucking angle. And I guess I never noticed it for Thor. And it's not something that Ken Branagh does. I was very experimental, and I guess it's like, oh, well, it's magic, it's science, it's Norse mythology. I can do what the fuck I want in this. Well, you know what's really what was more interesting for me is that I was watching the credits on Dark World. And I'm pretty sure it's the first time I've actually watched the credits on Dark World mm-hmm. um, because I typically don't watch credits unless we're doing a, a deep dive. And or a commentary. Ha- or a commentary. And we haven't, when we did the MCU episode, we hadn't really found our format yet for Podeskew. Mm. So, like, I don't think I was doing it then. Um, also, I don't, I didn't, we didn't, I, listen, full transparency to the audience we did not prep for that mcu episode like we do now it was like you called me up off the cuff well because you called me up at like nine in the morning we're like we're recording today and i was like i didn't plan on it but you're like yeah let's record like get up and then it was like what are we gonna talk about the mcu okay go and that's what we did like that's how it you know recorded and we did almost four hours for some ridiculousness but like um but the guys who wrote Infinity War and Endgame wrote Dark World. Yeah, McFeely and something. Marcus. Marcus, Marcus and McFeely. Yeah, like it's it's it, it. What I find interesting about that piece of information is that everyone like lauds these guys for what they wrote for those. Plus Winter Soldier, because I think they wrote Winter Soldier as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so they wrote. And I th- no, they didn't write Ultron. That was Joss. But yep. but they wrote they wrote some films that are like heavily touted as like some of the best of the MCU by the general populace, right? And, and a lot of the it, credit goes to like the directors usually, like the Russo brothers and Joss Whedon and shit like that. Right, but the the Russos to their credit give the give give because I've heard them do it give a lot of credit to, to Marcus and McFeely as well. Like they're they're not mm. like oh we're the men and fuck those guys like they. They see them so much so. I think the four of them started their own production team. Like they're doing their own like non-Marvel stuff together. The four of them. I I saw that somewhere. Like they're they work together very well. And my point though is that like 
until Ant-Man and the Wasp, and now I would argue Love and Thunder, to your to your point from earlier, Dark World's considered to be one of the like lowest of the MCU films, and yet it's written by the two guys that are like, you know what I mean? Well, what I read, here's the thing. Alan Taylor, the director of the, Thor The Dark World, yeah, he's got one of the most unluckiest film careers that I've seen because he's a great uh, TV director. He did okay. a lot of great Sopranos episodes. He did a lot of great uh, Game of Thrones, which is why he, he was really kind of selected because of his work on Game of Thrones. I see the other movie that you're about to reference, I think, but go for it. Well, he also did the fucking Sopranos prequel. Okay, well, that's not what I was going to reference, but okay. What, what, were, what were you talking about? Genesis. Yeah, yeah, see? Which you you know I like, though. Remember, right. when we did the Terminators, I think I had that, what, like second or third, only behind T2? Yeah. Like, which, I had that which, pretty high. I think you were pretty high. <laughs> uh, uh, but Alan Taylor is, again, a great TV director. He's done a lot. I'm, I'm looking at the shows he's done. I haven't... I can't say I've watched all of them, but I, I'm enough familiar with them to know that these are all pretty heavy, you know, hitters. Right. And even with something like The Many Saints of Newark, which is a Sopranos prequel, you would think he knows fucking what he's doing because he's worked on The Sopranos. He's worked very close with David Chase. He knows the the fucking actors and all that shit. And yet somehow he just makes not great fucking movies he and almost every single time he's he blames it on the studio every fucking time it's like oh well the studio interfered on this mm, one see that 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 seems like i know what you're saying that feels like a cop out but he's actually directing the first episode of the the interview with a vampire tv series and i'm sure it's gonna be fucking awesome because he is a great tv director when you give him an hour he'll fucking do some great gold what the fuck happens <laughs> it's an extra half hour it's just like no nah, fuck it I'm going gonna... to fucking make a really boring, weird Thor movie where it's like, <sighs> I don't know, man. It, it just, it just, Thor the Dark World just didn't, it had a very boring ass villain. Fucking the Dark Elves were boring as shit. Christopher Eccleston, or where the fuck, another goddamn Chris, was fucking boring as piss. And I don't even find, like... I, I don't find him to be like, a ver- I, I've seen him in some other stuff. I, I think I, you and I had a quick conversation about this when I realized that, but like, He's the the villain in Gone in sixty seconds, and then right. you brought up the fact that he's a doctor, uh, meaning uh, of the Who variety. You know, right. um, he, he didn't get his MD license as well. Not MD. not that we're aware of. I don't find him to be very entertain a very good actor, honestly. No, like, I I don't either. I, and, I, and I think, he, and you know, he's I just very rarely bad guy. Yeah, and you know, I very rarely criticize acting. You know, like specifically acting. Like I'm not. I'm not like that very often, but you know, you know, honestly what he was like, he was like Lee Pace as Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy. It was just kind of one dimensional. I'm going to speak in this deep voice and I'm looking for power. I'm looking for an infinity stone to take over shit. It's like, dude, calm down. They even look alike. I, I, I would say Lee Pace was better though. If I'm right. Lee Pace was better, but that's my point is fucking, Malekith was just fucking boring. It was a boy. He was just. He was just a boring ass Legolas. That's I, what he was. I had to look it up because I swear to God, I thought it was Ray Fiennes, just because of all the prosthetic uh, and the makeup. Uh, I, mean, I could see that. I could see that. 
you know, I, and, but and, he looks, he does look like Lee Pace, weirdly and, enough. And they do have a, they do have a him in him in not not Lee Pace, but but the guy who played him, Chris Eccleston, him in, and and uh, um, really to have very similar voices. When it's not deep deepened up, yeah, for sure. You know, so it would have also nice to have been to see. I I, I would have loved Ray Fiennes to be in the Thor films. He fits that mold. Based based on the year, my guess is he was tied up in probably in Potter World at that point, wasn't it? If my math uh, is right, Potter World or probably well when so twenty no Potter was done. Okay, Potter was done like twenty eleven. So that's so weird to say. Well, that's but, right. They had that. They had that anniversary thing on HBO Max last year, or whatever it was. It might have been. He might have been filming like Clash of the Titans or Wrath of the Titans. That could have been it because or, he was in those, or possibly one of the Bonds. You know what? He may have. Been, he may have been doing Skyfall. That's probably true. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't like the biggest of fucking roles in Skyfall. No, but they he were both have... filmed in London. He could have just fucking like walked across the street. Unless there was some kind of like you can't appear. You know, like sometimes I... there's shit. You know, there's shit like that sometimes. But that, anyway, that was a thing back in the fucking fifties where you're contracted to a studio. But now you can flip flop all, all as much as you want. There are sometimes I've heard where like if if you're with filming, Disney for sure. Yeah, like if you're filming, you can't go from what once the filming's done, you can go do whatever the fuck you want. But while you're filming, you can't go film some other right. shit. You so. need reshoots and shit. But, yeah, yeah. Um, um, it would have been nice to see Ray Fiennes show up and go toe to toe with Hopkins for a minute, because yeah, let's both... talk, let's let's talk about Hopkins. Let's talk about the fact that they they got Anthony Hopkins in general to play Odin. Like that's well. Here's what's really funny from what I've researched. Hopkins didn't know jack shit about Odin as a fucking mythical figure, which I find really weird because everyone I know has ever has heard of like Odin. Not only that, but Anthony Hopkins, to my knowledge, is a pretty educated individual. Very. Like he's not he's not a dumb dude. Like But he said he had like he didn't know jack shit about like Norse mythology. And look there are some liberties that are changed in the Thor films for North, Norse mythology. Sure. Biggest, biggest example, Loki is not the son of Odin, or even the adopted son of Odin. Right. He's his half-brother. Right. Uh, also, he is the father of Hela, as well as the father of the giant gray, the, the wolf thing, uh, Fe, uh, Frenus. Fenris. Yeah. yeah. He's that Loki, like anybody who's fucking played Valhalla as an example, knows that Loki like fucking had a had a wolf baby. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But I mean, that's uh, I'm OK with taking some liberties for uh, that. That doesn't bother sure. me. But yeah. And honestly, like I would. I said earlier about Thor having such a dynamic character arc, I would say. And we said second to Tony, but we were oh, talking. Loki, Loki wipes them all. I, I, I would I would put him on par with Thor. I think they're similar in terms of character arc, but you know, he had a bigger arc, bef- right up until he was killed by Thanos officially. Yeah, and then the the old Loki in the Loki show, you know, he he had he had character development about forty seconds from watching like his best hits clip. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, oh, shit, I actually was like a, a, a decent dude for a minute. And then he's like, oh, well, all right, I'm going to kind of be now a decent dude. No, so that- I, I, that's not how I interpret I, I know what you're saying. And yes, by the end of the series, that is the case. But I don't I don't feel like it's just from watching the 
the clip. I think I think it actually. I mean, without getting into a whole other discussion, I think that actually comes more from running into the female Loki that he runs into. It um, absolutely helps for yeah, sure. So. All right, but yeah, Anthony Hopkins as Odin is pretty fucking spot on casting. I think Ken Branagh uh, is an underrated great fucking caster because yeah, no, all the movies mean, that he's directed, he does he picks great actors for great roles. And I was really happy to see Diane Russo get another attempt at Frigga. Renee, Renee, I'm sorry, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. As as Frigga in the in Endgame because. I I would have liked her to not have died in Dark World. You know what I mean? Like I like that character. I like that dynamic between her and Loki. You know, like uh, I, I think, think you need it. Had to it. Happen. No, I I no I I listen. I I know it needed to happen, but I also liked her portrayal sure. as a character and thought she and and I like her as a whole. I've seen her in other stuff that I just enjoy. Like she's I think great. she's a great actress. Um she's so. she's awesome in Get Shorty. Have you ever seen Get Shorty? I've not, no. You should no. watch Get Shorty. You'll like Get Shorty. You okay. really will like the movie, not the show. I've seen I, yeah, yeah, I know I know what you meant. Yeah. Um uh, as soon as I find some time somewhere I'll Right. So, sometime in the fucking ether. Uh-huh. <laughs> um but, but yeah. I, he, she had to die because if she doesn't die, Hopkins's portrayal in Dark World is so angry and yeah. like it's the complete opposite yeah. of what he is in the first story. It's like you know a guy, uh, a king doesn't look for war, and he's just like, I'm gonna fucking slaughter them all. The Dark Elves are gonna fucking go dark officially. Fuck them all. Fuck Legolas and fuck fucking uh, what's his fuck and and all that shit. No, uh, which is really still a surprise, like that. That that character of Odin in Dark World is more inclined for destruction, but then you watch Ragnarok, like, oh no, he was he was always a bloodthirsty fuck. Mm-hmm. He had it was Rene Russo's Frigga who calmed his ass down. Oh, is is I would I okay I I'm that's I, how I interpret it. Is that no, like, that's that, that's that's a fair interpretation. I'm not arguing the interpretation. I just hadn't really kind of put the pieces together. If that makes sense, you know, like I. Sh- she put a spell on him. You think Not it's a literally. no, no, no? Well, it could no, no, be because no, 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 she's no. a witch, though. I mean, te- I mean, technically, I, think, I think she may have like maybe like my theory is maybe throwing a little spell in his way, be like, hey, you know, you and your daughter are like, you don't have to do this, right? Like, right, also, you're right. a god. You can like kind of be a little bit more New Testament instead of Old Testament, buddy boy. And he's just like, oh shit, you're right. And then he fucking like. Oh, you made me. You made me see the light. You know what? You're right. My daughter is a fucking evil cunt. Like, let's fucking, you know, let's banish her for some fucking reason, and also not tell my kids. Hey, by the way, if I ever die, right, you're gonna have a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. So well, I mean, make got... sure I don't die. Well, I mean, he's inevitably going to. Like, that's the other thing. Is like, that's the thing I I found I I really found intriguing about these this race. Um. Maybe that's not the right word, but you know, um, the Asgardian race. You have to preface with Asgardian race. Thank you. Yes, that's what I meant. I um, is this? You know, like there's a great line from Avengers where Loki says to Thor, "You know, the humans think we are we're immortals. Let's test that, shall we? You know what right. I mean? And and but they're not immortal. You know what I mean? Like, huh. but at the same time, they keep referring to the Earth." people as mortals so like you're not immortal you just don't age the same way but you're not 
He, which how fucking old was was Odin by the time he died? I think it's like fifteen thousand years. Well, roughly Thor has got to be what five thousand years? I think that's what it was. Yeah, so, so maybe even thirty then for for Odin, some you know? something like that. Because yeah. I've always been very curious whenever they like introduce like immortality or a slow aging process. Because when they're children. Presumably, they they age like normal children, and then they went like once they hit puberty, it slows down because that the the implication well, I mean, was slowing down aging. Then Thor was like a kid for at least a thousand years well, or five hundred years. That's always kind of been my argument with Superman. You know, he gets to Earth right, as a yeah. baby, you know, and twenty years later, he's Clark Kent, and then just stops aging. Like just yeah, he's just he's just thirty three forever. Right. You know, it's, like, it's just like like Jesus. <laughs> You beat me to it, but yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't have enough of a problem that it takes me out of it, but it is, you know, to your point, like, explain that a little bit, please, like, you but, know. But then, but then, all filmmakers are shooting themselves in the foot, be like, hey, you know, actors age despite what they try to do with fucking like plastic surgeons. They do age. Like Chris Hemsworth looks older. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think that's he's part of the reason why they... Four to Love and Thunder. He, he's aged 11 years. Well, so we're... <laughs> I'm not, I, that's I don't what know a relationship I... will do to you, man. No, I, 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 I was going to say, I don't know, I don't know if we've, we've been or we're going to be guests on Gate Leapers by the time this airs. I just don't know what order they're coming out in. Uh-huh. But, the, but Gate Leapers is a show that um, is new to my radar, and there's ga- their game show... Similar to BFYTW, but slightly different as well. And uh, they were they did a Thor episode on on these this franchise. Um, they did it in celebration of celebration strong War, but in conjunction with the release of Love and Thunder in theaters. So this was okay. a while ago. Like it came out the week of, if I recall, like their episode two, came two out two or three months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but someone brought on that on that episode one of their contestants brought up like Thor has no eyebrows because they dyed his eyebrows like fucking platinum blonde for the, in the first, first one. movie yeah, yeah yeah and then then they just said fuck it and let him have like the brown back at least in his beard and eyebrows you know he still has the blonde hair but uh-huh. you know I, I gotta be honest with you like I I at the time of Ragnarok was unhappy they cut Thor's hair to be honest with it. you I dug it I mean, I, I love the way they did it with, with Stan and, and and a little bit of comedy. Like, please, sir, don't cut my hair. No! And then, you know, right. zzz, you know, that whole thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know. But it, at the same time, I almost wish they hadn't grown it back. Once they did I, it, they I agree. They should have just stuck with it. You know what I mean? Or grow it back for when he's the fucking dude. And then, and then cut it be again. Like, you know what? I prefer the short hair. You know, like have, something have like it go that. Back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets in the way. You know, whenever I'm flying, it flies in my fucking face. You know, have a joke <laughs> right. and be like, or just have a scene of him going into a barber shop. You know, putting fucking um, Stormbreaker in the corner and be like a little off the top, please. And him just reading a Playboy, like we all fucking knew when we go to a goddamn barber shop, and ha- have the barber just be like. Like really fucking nervous about cutting the God of Thunder's hair, be like, I, 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 I really scared to do this. I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just, I, it was, it was weird. Um, I, I feel like I know you wanted to go through them all, but like, being it doesn't we, matter at this point. We're, we're all over the place. But I do feel like we should focus a little more on Love and Thunder. I know we had some issues, but it is the newest one. It's the one we have not really spoken about yet. You know, we've, we've touched on it a little bit, but you know, um, it's more I, like Love and Blunder. Am I right? Eh, uh, eh, okay. That was almost worse than the jokes that were in the movie. Um, a lot of it didn't hit. Like it again, again, I feel like once you got past the the confab of gods in in um, omnipotent city, you know, which <laughs> but yeah, terrible name. It's a hard um, fucking name. Fuck you for like fuck you. I get the Taka joke I get they were, I get the joke they were going for. I yeah, get because if get you it, say but... if you say it really fast, it actually says another word which describes a god. Right. I I got the joke. Uh, you know, but so... all I do is just say Ottomanopia city. You know, is <laughs> is really. But like from from the end of that sequence on, mm-hmm. I again I think the movie was really really good, and I would argue maybe even the opening sequence with Christian Bale is halfway. But that even very, feels... very misleading opening because you're like, oh, this is going to get dark. This is going to be fucking good. You're like, but it's, oh, no, this is but a it's also a joke. little weird. Like, there's I feel like there's a bit of an inconsistency even in that opening sequence. Like, I mean, I get technically Gore and his daughter are compared to us and alien race, even though they're humanoid in what they look like. They're probably they could I mean, still be a different species or whatever. Right. But based on the surrounding environment behind him on camera, neither of them should survive. Not even close to getting to the point where he would have got to that oasis and had the confrontation with his his god. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, I, it just didn't that that didn't work for me at all. Like, really, you know, I it didn't bother me. Uh, I don't know because it sounded like the fucking. Necrosword was like luring him and no, in order how... for that to happen he had like the daughter had to die and obviously she's smaller so like she, no, might, no, she I, might be weaker her, her dying sadly makes sense what doesn't make sense to me is him surviving they, they should have my point is they both should have been dead long before the planet got to the point that you're seeing it in that's kind of where I'm at like sure. I mean did you know who played love no that's Chris Hemsworth's daughter, so far as I know. So far from my research, that's she's a Hemsworth. Well, I why think. not? There and are, actually, the majority of his family I was, was say, in the, this movie. The rest of them are in the fucking franchise anyway, so... But not... Well, except Liam. Liam's the only one who's not been in the fucking thing. Luke is. Yeah. His, and uh, Chris's wife performed the kiss at the end in the bonus credit scene of Dark World. Where he shows back back up and like he's Chris he's kissing Natalie Portman in the bonus credit scene, which is like the w- lamest bonus credit scene. Did I skip that? I might have skipped that accidentally. Where like they're like waiting around, like where's Thor and like crack of thunder and like he just like she runs towards it in slow motion. He walks out of it in slow motion. And they just immediately embrace. That was his wife. Yeah, I think I skipped that accidentally. Yeah. Um. During the opening scene where young Thor is running and yes, shows him that's aging. That's his son, right? Yeah. That's all of his. That's, yeah, that's his kids aging. Yeah. But see, that, uh, but that I think kinda, the girl is his daughter. Like, that kind of stuff, 
and then Luke playing the the actor the actor Thor. Like I I like that kind of stuff actually. I think that so do I. yeah, I think that plays well, you know. Um I love I love Damon showing up again, you know, I I, I to play Loki. I think we might have discussed this before, but I'm going to pose the question again just because I think it's relevant to what we're talking about. But did you do you think he got that role because of dogma? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He played Loki. And they're like, right. That's Whoa. why. I, yeah. 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 It's like, oh, he's the Loki within the other Loki movie. Blah 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 blah. I mean, the only other thing that would have worked for that type of joke if it was Jim Carrey, because Jim Carrey as the mask is Loki. I I I saw a proposed movie online. Like, I don't think it'll ever happen, but where Deadpool finds the the Loki mask from Mask. I think that was a comic. I think that was actually an it, it, issue. It might have been, but they actually had like a picture of Ryan Reynolds in the suit, presumably Ryan Reynolds holding the actual mask from the Jim Carrey thing, just looking at it like, hmm, you know, it would have been. Yeah, I think I've seen that movie where it's like, can you imagine? It's like, yeah, it'd be the exact same movie for both of them. It would be what it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, listen. Sam Neill as as the actor Odin is they, pretty good. Yeah, casting. and then and then you get to the worst part of the of the Asgard players, as I call them. You know, because I don't think they actually have a name, but the Asgard actors. I I yeah, but typically well, they're, they're called actor Thor, actor. No, Odin. yes, but ty- typically when you have a like a a low budget thing like that, they're called the the such and such players in the bit players. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just saying no, no, no. But I'm saying like I've seen, I've seen, the- I've actually seen, for lack of better description, that cheap of a theater, and they're usually called mm. the whatever players, like the you know whatever yeah, they, town they would they're call in. themselves actors. They would, but I'm saying the troupe yeah. is called the pl- sure. such and such players. Mm. Anyway, but. You didn't like the Melissa McCarthy. I hella? hated it. I hated you thought it was hella stupid. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you thought it was hella bad. Yes. Um, and as I, much as I, I think I, your jokes are hella bad right now, those are I, also you know terrible. What? I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't give a fuck. I um, know. Um, I'm not worthy. I'm not Hemsworthy. No, you're reasons. not at all. No. Okay. Um, um, but I. I like Melissa McCarthy. As I, I think she. I don't. I'm not a fan. I know. I know. But I've seen a lot of her. Like, I, Steph and I have been watching Gilmore Girls together. And we're just, I'm just sucked into it. It's a funny ass show. And I'm caught up in the fucking drama. And Melissa McCarthy is very, very cute and funny as like their friend who is like a chef. And I watched a lot of Mike and Molly. And she's funny and great in that, too. Like, Steph and I are, like, bonding over, like, early Melissa McCarthy shit. But once she goes from, like, Bridesmaids to, like, you know, uh, all, all every other fucking movie that she's in where she's basically the female Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. It, it kind of is a little grating. I, saw, I, saw... I am looking forward to her as playing Ursula in the, in the Little Mermaid movie that's coming out. I... I think she'll nail that, personally. It depends on how she delivers it. If she delivers it like the Zach Galifianakis thing, no, it's no, going to be I terrible. Think, no, I think she's going to deliver it like Ursula. If like, she does that, it could be good. It could. I I, I will agree with you, and I'll, and and I don't want to get into anything, but everyone losing their minds over the casting of the actual Ariel. Get over your fucking selves. That's all I have to say about that. Like, really, I um, I, I will say I'll say one fucking thing. This one person, this, 
this African-American who tweeted about it, she sure. said, um, you guys, like, white people have been throwing black people in the ocean forever, so don't get surprised that there's going to be a black mermaid, you fucking <laughs> racist fuck. I, I was like, yes, you win the fucking internet, yes! I don't think I saw the same thing, but I saw a very similar uh, statement made, so yeah, I, I agree. But, um, yeah, I, I, but she was playing that Zach, Zach Galifianakis style doing hella. It was over the top. It was, it was, and, and that's and, the and, whole point is they're all being over the top. Exactly. Even Sam Neill, who's not known for it, is, you know, obviously they're all taking it over the top there. So it's. I, I did like him when he, as Odin disappears, yeah. he just like gets on his knees and just shuffles at the background. I thought that yeah, was really funny. That is funny. I will, I who, will who, say Who would have played Hella? Who would have played the actor Hella? Kristen Wiig? Amy Poehler, Kristen Wiig, um, trying to think of anyone else off the top of my head. Even if you went kind of like, even if you like race Bennett for the sake of comedy, like Aquafina could have done it. I don't think Aquafina would have been right for that. I mean, but look, I'm not, not, I'm not saying it's my first choice. I'm just saying like, you know what I mean? Like if you wanted to kind of twist it a little bit, you could have done that, you know, but, um, um I, 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 I want to mention something about the the first play, if you will, from Ragnarok. Yep. I noticed some. I didn't notice it, and again, it, I, I I don't mean to like keep beating this dead horse, but it comes from watching all of them so close together. But when the chorus is singing, for lack of a better phrase, when Loki dies in the mm-hmm. play version in Ragnarok, it is note for note the same music that actually was in the score in dark world. When that scene actually takes place. I never I noticed that I had not noticed that till this. And I was like, that is fucking genius. Like I'm yeah. really kind of happy. They did that. You know? I agree. Um, but then you bring up something that I also, now I, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was dark world at the end of the dark world where, Loki is imitating Odin, which that was fucking confusing as all hell, where he managed to find the time to grab Odin, banish him to fucking Norway for some, you know, put him on a put him in a spell. Like There was no time for him to put Odin in Norway, take on the throne as Odin. There was no fucking time. It's but possible. Whatever. Well, well, wait a minute. It's possible that the banishment to Norway took place after he could have made him like visually disappear. You know, with his his magic, you know what I mean. Like he could have somehow made it that way. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I I guess, but it's. You also have to think he's got his own little Bifrost uh transporter pad that he knows about. So he could have. I mean, it, he could have potentially gotten there and back pretty fast. Who knows? I guess, but at one point during that scene where Loki is pretending to be Odin, he is conversing with Thor. Yeah. And he's talking to him about shit that only Odin and Thor have talked about where Loki wasn't present. Well, I mean, it's possible that again, I, I, that's what happens when you're dealing with worlds of magic, right? We don't know. Can he read Thor's? But actually there's a really good example in Ragnarok where he puts his hand on Valkyrie's forehead and shows her past Um. fighting Hela I mean, maybe he can read a mind or something, you know? He, he, yeah, I, I just don't think Odin would have, like, allowed Loki to touch him. No, but if he if he had somehow incapacitated him prior to that... Oh, he was, he, yeah, he was a guard. 
I guess. All right. Okay. All right. You're, I mean, you're, 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 you're right. Yourself. You're right. There's a whole lot of juxtaposition we're doing here. Like we're doing a whole lot yeah. of like, we have to put the pieces together, but there is at least a potential explanation for what, sure. what took place sure. here as opposed to it just being out of left fucking field. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, what did you think of Kate Blanchett as Hella? I love her. I, I, I it it's one of my favorite villains in the MC. I don't, I don't, I, in terms of like likable villains, Thanos and, and I would even say, you remember when we did Cinema Wars, we had that question, you know, like, what villain mm-hmm. are you not supposed to like? And, and if I recall, I think I wasn't contestant, but I think you picked Thanos. Someone picked Thanos, I thought. I don't remember. I don't remember. But it never occurred to me. Loki 100% qualifies. Yeah. And, you know, by the end of the arc, even if you consider there being like a restart to Loki in the in the branch off that comes out of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Loki's a pretty likable character, despite the shit that he does. Like, I've never found myself going, oh my god, fuck Loki. Like, I've never had that moment ever watching any of the he, MCU stuff, you know? And, and the main reason is because Hiddleston plays him with such great charm. Yes. Where he, he and, and... Which is why and I think he, he'd be a great Bond, because he's got that charm factor, you know? But that's beside the point. Sure. Um, but, and Kate Blanchett has that you know there was this great meme where someone's like i don't think loki's the one who's adopted i think thor is the only one who's adopted because loki and hella look the most like siblings yeah they have a lot of lime green they have big giant fucking horned helmets they love to throw their swords up in the fucking air and catch them my big pointy horns (laughs) yeah um Um, i thor is just the it's like looking at he looks more you know like he does, but, but she has a great line in Ragnarok about that because she's like, "You don't look like dad." No, no, she's not, like, no, 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 like no. She says, "You look like dad," and then then Loki goes, "Perhaps we can come to an arrangement." He goes, "You sound like him," you know, yeah. like it's it's a great that that exchange that whole that whole sequence even before she gets there when it's Thor and and Odin and Loki is fantastic it's, it's one beautiful. of the it's, it's one of the best sequences in the entire especially definitely in the whole thor grouping but maybe the entirety of the mcu like it is phenomenal it's it's a beautiful heartbreaking scene and especially since like i just lost my dad i'm like yeah. watching i'm like oh, okay this looks very differently now um but like even I, even, even sorry good i love that it was filmed like in Norway, yeah, and like you know they yeah. were like we're gonna really lay on this fucking Norse shit, right? And I, yeah. and I know it's dumb for me to say this, but I didn't occur to me that that's where New Asgard ended up at first. Like I get it I, now, but it it make you know what I mean? But well, yeah, I, it, it, he said like this could be Asgard, and they're like, well, what a great fucking idea, basically, yeah. Uh, but I, I do have one fucking issue with the new Asgard like thing that they did in Love and Thunder. Making it a tourist town, I that doesn't surprise me at all. No, 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 no. I'm. I, it is what it is. You got to get your fucking money somehow. But having a ice cream parlor called Infinity Cones is a little fucking tasteless. Yeah, a little bit. But like people died. People fucking died and were no. snapped away for five no. years. Pe- people got du- people got dusty. 
people Spider-Man? that just did, and they were mourned for five years. People were like, I, my fucking, yeah. my baby, no, I, my I mommy, just, my I, best friend, all got fucking dusted. I know. Let's go to fucking Infinity Cones and have a goddamn scoop of Thanos' dick. <laughs> I was just playing oh, off snap. Of, I was just playing off the line from Spider-Man in Endgame when he sees Tony for the first time. He's like, remember when we were in space and I got all dusty and, you know, like. That's just I don't know. Yeah, and and now Spider Man would be like, I don't want a cone. I don't want a cone. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> um, At but, least uh, you like that one. No, that was good. That was good. Uh, you, your pun game's been strong today, my friend. It's been you. You're coming with them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked bringing Jane back. I, I hate the premise of her having cancer, like, can we get away from the people having it's, cancer thing? Like, It's comic accurate. Is it? Okay, exactly, I don't know enough yeah, about that. exactly okay. what happens to her Mighty Thor storyline. It's exactly what happens. Okay, I don't know enough about it. But, so. I, but I have a theory. I think she got the cancer from the ether. No, that was mine. I'm with you. I had the same okay. thought. The ether is what causes her cancer, 100%. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, cool. We can end the episode because we agreed on something. Yeah. Um, I also thought of something that uh, uh, maybe a plot hole from Endgame that mm. occurred to me watching this too, right? Is it a time travel plot hole? Yes. Or... Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 There's other places they could have grabbed the ether without having to pull it out of Jane that day on Asgard. Where? Well, I mean, I mean, it was oh, just you mean in London. What are you talking about? When when she, when she was like. Instead of going to Asgard, they could have just found it in London. Well, it wasn't even in London. There was that port. She walked through our portal and ended up on a different planet. That's how she gets infected with the ether. She's not in right. London when she gets. But they could have gone to no, wherever. No, when she comes they, back. But I'm saying they didn't have to go to Jane at all. They could have gone to where that ether was, just flat out. They're time traveling anywhere in the world at any time. They could have. They. And and Thor knew where it was because he's telling the story of where the ether was before Jane gets infected with it. So they easily could have gone somewhere else to get the ether. I'm not saying that it was a bad thing, but I'm just saying there were, there were other ways. They did that so they could bring Rene Russo back and have that scene with Thor and Frigga. That's why they went there, and I'm fine with that. But I'm saying there's a little bit like the other ones, to me, to me comparatively getting the other five stones made mm-hmm. more logical sense than the, than what they do to get the ether, you know? Oh, I mean, the ether was really kind of just like, oh, fuck, it's that stone. God damn it. Like, it's the same thing with the, the, the movie. Gone, it's a great metaphor to, for the movie itself. I, I mean, they could have gone to the collector and got it there pre-Thanos showing up to get it in Infinity War. I mean, there's And they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have had a fucking time travel. They would have just, I don't know. Well, they well, still would have had the time had... travel, but they yeah. could have, but they would have been able to go pre, pre Infinity War and got it from the Collector. I mean, there's but a can lot you of time travel. Yeah, can you time travel and then go to space at the same time? They did. They went to Asgard. Oh uh, yeah. They went to Asgard to get it from Jane's spine. Like that's oh, God. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I mean, Jane had to fucking die. Well, Mainly yeah. Because... yeah. Like Natalie Portman really was like not wanting to come back at all. But she, but she still would have died. I mean, like, oh, you're talking about? I, I thought you meant from what happened in Infinity. Yeah, you know, I mean, 
And that's a shame. Like, I don't know why. Like, I don't get I'll, that. Well, I'll tell you. She she signed on because she didn't even really want to do the first Thor. She signed on because Ken Branagh. She was like, dude, Ken Branagh's going to do a superhero movie about Norse mythology. I've got to be fucking part of that. Because she's like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and then she was like, tr- she was super excited for Thor The Dark World because originally it was going to be Patty Jenkins who went on to do fucking Wonder Woman. Okay. I didn't know which, that. Okay. Fuck, that would have been awesome. If Patty Jenkins did Thor The Dark World, we would have had a very different movie. It probably would have been way better. I mean, yeah. Um, or it could have been Wonder Woman 84. It well, that's, just that's, easily been Yeah, that. see, that's where I'm like, I mean, because we got a great, the first Wonder Woman, we both agree, is fantastic. The, the first one. Right. But then I liked 84 better than you did. But for the most part, we both agree it's not. By comparison, it, it is the yeah. Thor: The Dark World of the fucking Wonder Woman movies. I think at the time I had said Guardians Two, but I mean, you know, because it feels more Guardians Two or or now Love and Thunder than it does Dark World, personally. Right. So once Patty Jenkins left, Natalie Portman was like, "Well, fuck, I want out too." And they're like, Disney was like, "No, no, 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 you are stuck." Yeah. With us, and then she said, oh. "So she did Dark Dark World out of pure contract obligations." And then by Ragnarok, they let her go. Mm. And then they were like, that's why uh, Valkyrie is so prominently in Ragnarok. They were like, all right, well, you're going to be the new love interest. And that went fucking nowhere because Taika went up to, like, he contacted Portman and was like, Disney did you fucking wrong. Let's fix that. And let's make you the fucking star, more or less, of this movie. And as much as my criticism of Love and Thunder, I think they handled the Jane Foster storyline immensely respectful, immensely well. She looked like a fucking badass. And I loved exactly what they did with fucking Milnor having yep. like the broken pieces. And yep. I agree. And being like being basically able to, a buckshot. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I dug that quite a bit. You know, I, I, I agree with you. Um, and, and I'm okay. I'm even okay with Valkyrie not being the love interest. Actually, I, I, I would say Valkyrie is one of the greatest new character introductions in the entire MCU. Valkyrie's, I love that character. I think Tessa Thompson kills it every time she plays the character. Um, I would not be upset if we got a Valkyrie standalone. I don't think we will, but if we did, I would not. Or a prequel. Yeah. Or, yeah, something where we, but even if it was just Tessa. You know what I mean? Like, even if it was just her playing that, like, we I don't need the whole, I'm not, nothing against the rest of the Valkyrie, the rest of the, 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 the troop of them. But, like, mm-hmm. even if we got a movie of that, like, if you're going prequel, like, of that time between where Hela slays them and the time she runs into Thor on Sakaar, mm-hmm. if we just had that movie, I'd fucking take my money. I'm in. Let's go. It you know would what I mean? mo- most likely be a mini, uh, a series, but I, I yeah, definitely agree. With yeah, you. probably. But, and I'd be okay with that too. Like it doesn't have to be a movie. Disney slash Marvel is showing that they can do these series and, and fill these gaps with these series. I feel like pretty well, you don't have yeah. to like every series, but they're still filling the gap really fucking well. Sure. With the ones that For they're sure. doing, you know? Um, and I think she Hulk, is honestly, without getting into a thing on the series, and it's not over yet, but as of right now, it's like my second or third favorite of the series. It's, good. it's I, really I never good. finished Miss Marvel. I just got quickly bored. I, I liked it. I um I, I didn't love the series, but I do think it sets up for the Marvels movie. Okay, and well, I think it's... You, I have to finish it, is what you're saying? I, no, no, I mean, 
you already know she's going to be in the Marvels. You know that. Right. So, like, no, because, I mean, spoilers, does Captain Marvel show up? Yes, but it's a quick, like, it's not, it. you know, it's not a, a it's integral. It's a kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, you could really just skip to the end of the last episode, like, literally, like, the last 10 minutes, and you'd get everything you need. Like, you don't. Okay. Yeah. But. But I still enjoyed that series, you know, regardless. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that series. And and much like what we were saying with Ariel, all of you that are pissed off that she's a, 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 a Indian woman, go fuck Arab. yourselves. Or yeah, Arab, whatever. Yeah, like, whatever. Go go fuck, whatever it is, go fuck yourselves because she's awesome. You know, like. Yeah. And, I, and also that's what the character is. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I, don't get pissed off at Disney and Hollywood because they did what they're supposed to do. Right. But I mean. Like, like if you want to get pissed off. Go yell at Stan Lee and then watch what happens. <laughs> right. Watch all the people that love Stan fuck you up. Um, but yeah. Also, no, you'd be that idiot yelling at a corpse. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're that guy. Well, I mean, you had Thor talking to a corpse at the beginning of Ragnarok, so why not? But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think they're, I think they're doing it all right. I would not mind having a Valkyrie series. We're not going to get a movie. I agree, but I would not be terrible, terribly upset with it. Or if somehow she plays a bigger role in the new Loki, the next season of Loki, somehow like that would Maybe. be. I wouldn't have. But she's. Took, awesome. It took like thirty years for us to get a Black Widow movie after the MC started. Yeah, I mean, I know. That's how long that shit took. Well, I, know. I mean, did did they definitely dropped the ball there? We agree, and I'm not going to try to defend that but you know uh, although i did see that apparently taskmaster is coming back in another movie i, I missed I, for, I i forget the title but apparently that character survived and will be coming back so uh thunderbolts that's it yes yes it's yeah. giving me a thunderbolts and yeah it'll be it'll be winter soldier as well yeah i saw that it's, it's basically going to be like all the guys that like were brainwashed at one point in their own fucking thing I'm I'm also curious to see what they're going to do with Ironheart, which is wholly different, but I still am very yeah. interested to see that. Yeah. You know, they're still doing this right. You're going to have some, listen, how often, you're going to have some clunkers. You're going to have some stuff that's not fantastic, right? No. Um, sadly, as much as you and I might not like things like Amin and the Wasp, Dark World, Guardians 2, or Love and Thunder, I would argue those four movies alone are still better than the bulk of the DCEU. I would agree. I would agree. You know, and I mean, and, and, and in a weird kind of way, like you're, as I'm watching love and thunder, it has a very Aquaman ish yes, feel, but not as, not as over the top. Like Aquaman's not as over the top as love and thunder. I'm sorry. No, he, no, he's not. But the way Momoa, like when he, when, when he plays Aquaman, he's very excited. It's not, too dissimilar to how Hemsworth plays Oh, listen, we'll, we'll never get this for for a multitude of obvious reasons, but if we ever had a crossover type of thing, I want an Aquaman-Thor crossover movie with him and Momoa and Hemsworth either going against each other or cooperating, but I want them on screen together because I think that would be fucking awesome. I think it would be pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that, like, one of my criticisms of Ragnarok and now Ultimate Love and Thunder was the, like we said, the complete different tone as well as it did fucked with a little bit of the continuity. Sure. Like, again, Ragnarok is a really fucking funny-ass movie. 
But what I was talking about at the beginning of this episode of like improvisation where it fucks with the lore and they don't realize it, but they like kept it in because it made a funny ass joke. The whole thing where like Thor is talking about how lo- when Loki was little, when they were young, Loki pretended to be a snake. Thor picks up the snake. Yes. And he's like, yeah, it's me. And then stabs him. It's like, well, if that were the case, then how, why is there even a surprise that Loki betrayed everybody in the first Thor? It's like, well, he's a fucking trickster. He betrayed you when you were six. Like that, that joke, like I said, is funny, but it completely fucking changes everything of their origins. They, they've done that a few times throughout the MCU. There's a, there's a thing in She-Hulk that undoes the, I'm always angry line from Avengers. So that's not something that MC, the, the Marvel and the MCU hasn't done before. Right, and um, it's it's kind of annoying, and then it we, is a little annoying. Yeah, we I look can't... at ourselves as like, oh Jesus, we're just those nitpicker fans, but whatever. Um, I will say that at least the the great thing that Taika Waititi is doing for his his Thor films is he's picking great fucking actors to play great, interesting villains. Having Christian Bale as Gore is really fucking good casting. Which also, by the way, Gore. And I give, I, I guess, credit goes to Taika for this as well. Gore's one of the newer villains in the MC in the Marvel world. His debut was in 2013. Really? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh. Gore, Gore's never appeared in, anywhere before 2013. Huh. So okay. I mean, compared to like you know, we haven't gotten him in the MCU, but like Victor Von Doom or yeah. Thanos or even Hela. I mean, those those characters go back, you know, yeah. quite quite a while, you know. Um, so to, to, to take one of the newer written villains, I, to even to take it a step further, a villain that was created during the MCU run, if you think about uh, it, yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, 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 that's true. You know, and, and now bring him into the into the, the the actual MCU proper is yeah. it a it's a bold move you know what I mean like, very bold because obviously you know Taika might have wrote the thing and had the idea but you know we both know Master Feige has to sign off on that thing like you know he's not you know you know it's very true before like Gore was like going to be a character I was like before we saw like the trailer or any semblance of what was coming. I would have put so much money on the like on Taika like doing a Beta Ray Bill role. I, I and yeah, we've never the closest we've gotten to anything about him is is Stormbreaker because technically that's his weapon, not well Stormbreaker. But he's also one of the statues well, in, on on the planet. That's what I was gonna on oh, well, on Sakar. You're talking yeah. about, yeah, he's one of the faces on the building of the champions. Yeah. So he was one of the, he was one of uh, the grandmasters champions at one mm-hmm. point, you know? So yeah, I, I would have liked there to, to have had that in some capacity. Like, like it, here's the thing though, unlike Captain America and yes, I know we're getting another Captain America with Sam Wilson as cap and, and I don't have a problem with that, but it's still different than Thor. Thor's Thor while that is his name, there's also the power of Thor. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like um if if Hemsworth's Thor is going to die, which I think at this point you kind of have to do it. Cuz Thor can't just retire. Like he's he's 
probably got to die. I don't know. Odin did. Odin retired for a little bit. And then died. And then died. Yeah. So my point, though, is that that's got to be your natural transition, right? Is to, to Beta Ray Bill. Because it said at the end of Love and Thunder, Thor will return, which means we're getting either a fifth Thor movie or he's just going to be in something else like the third Guardians or whatever. Doctor Strange 3 or whatever, yeah. Right. But with Thor being the power of, it doesn't mean it has to be Hemsworth. True. You know, it, it might even be, be Loki. As Thor, well, I mean, yeah, no, he, yeah. I, I don't want, think I want that, though. I, I mean, don't want I know, that either, but... I know I know, you know. it's comics accurate, because I think at one point he does wield Mjolnir, I think. I think I think a lot of people fucking wield Mjolnir in the comics. I mean, but I, I would much rather see Beta Ray Bill, just to throw it yeah. on a curve. Yeah. And I think that's where Taika can really shine. Well, there, there's, there's... I don't know if you saw it, and I did not sign it, but the petition did go around the internet for to send to Marvel to have Taika never be allowed to direct a Marvel movie again after this one. That's so fucking weird, man. Because like when, um, what's his fucking name? Guardians, uh, director. Oh, Gunn. Gunn. When James Gunn was fired, everybody was like, have Taika Waititi take over Guardians. If James Gunn's never coming back, have Taika do it. Because blah, 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 blah. And now they're like, no, we don't like Taika anymore. We fucking comic book fans are just wishy-washy bitches. Like, I swear to God. (laughs) I I mean, because I was on the Taika take over the Guardians, but then when I saw what he did with them in this, I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want it. Like, I... You know what? James Gunn may have come back to help direct that scene. You can't blame it because they do that. They'll no, have they do, like they do. All right, you um, come and help me out on this on these characters. You know, Taika. Taika. I mean, the problem with I'm having with Taika right now is I feel like he's feeling himself a little too much. You know what I mean? Like, despite your issues with Ragnarok, and I'm not saying you hate it because obviously you put it number one, but yeah. despite your issues with Ragnarok, it was immensely successful and yeah. easily the most successful of the Thor films. Yeah. You know. So I think I think between that and Free Guy and some other stuff that he's been doing, I feel like Taika's really feeling himself. I know he didn't direct but, that, but he's still feeling himself. You know, like, well, he because he makes. I mean, he's a Oscar nominated fucking dude. Like he did Jojo Rabbit. And right. Jojo Rabbit right. is still a movie that I have not seen because I'm like, do I really want to see a movie where Taika Waititi plays Hitler? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. If they're really shredding Hitler, then yeah, sure. I guess I could watch it. But also, it just, I, I don't know. Taika Waititi is one of those directors that I'm like, when I finally eventually see his shit, I'm like, all right, it was pretty good. Like, I've heard nothing but praise for Hunt, of, Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, what We Do in the Shadows is a great goddamn movie. It's very mockumentary. I, I, I just get concerned. You know what I mean? Like... I'm I think not, he's I, too funny. I think he's too funny for his own fucking good. Yeah, I, I, I'm certainly not for something like a petition. That's stupid. But at the I same, agree. but at the same stupid. time, I think maybe take a breath, like back off Taika a little bit, just for a little while. You know what I mean? Not, not, not like he's persona non grata, but like you know what I mean. Like he didn't do anything wrong. That's what I'm saying. A, no, he, yeah, he yeah. just made a funny ass movie that was too fucking ridiculous. The screaming goats. Didn't well, actually in, bothered me more in the Grinch than it did in this. It really didn't bother me as much in this. It really didn't. 
I don't understand how because like I swear I'm not even exaggerating. I think the goats scream like thirty fucking seven times. Um, it's really excessive. Whereas in the Grinch movie, it's like four times. But those four times felt more in your because I thought about it. Like I really thought about it because I know it feels like those four times are more in your face than than what you get out of the goats in Love and Thunder. Um, do I do I very much disagree. Do I do I love it? No, like I could have done without it, regardless. But I just doesn't. It just doesn't irk me as much as it seems to irk you. And that's fine. I'm not criticizing you for that. Like I'm not saying you're wrong. Like there's been times I've said to you, "No, you're fucking wrong about whatever opinion you have." This is not one of right. And this is not one of them for me. Like I just I don't agree. But I can see I could see how it would irritate somebody. I think it would have been hysterically funny if it was done once maybe twice like the very end yeah but not as excessive as it fucking was where it's just like this this is where you this is where you put it in when they're about to fucking like when the when the goats are busting into the fucking uh the god city yeah i refuse to call it what the fuck it is it's it's the fucking god city sure also let's talk about Russell fucking Crow. Uh, you beat me to it. I was gonna go there. That that whole sequence, not even Russell, the the entirety of that sequence is just I mean like It's gaudy. No no, no I didn't even mean it like that. Uh, I meant uh, that wasn't you, even you a really... pun that it, I got it now. I didn't realize the pun until afterwards. Like it's I meant gaudy. Like no, I, I, I know, but it's it the still... way you're supposed to do if I said gaudy, it would have been No, I it would have sounded more like John Gotti. But like but, like like for example they mention a bunch of i use the term real gods loosely because there's the argument about god in general but but gods that are known in real you know that the, the the egyptians actually wow. worshiped and 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 the the mayans and the and whatever like the real and then he's like and there's the god of dumplings and they show that one like yeah I don't care about the god of dumplings. Like, why? Also, why would there be a god of dumplings? Well, you got to figure there's probably a race of dumplings. So, I mean, look, you know who knows? Fuck, I don't give a fuck about the fucking dumplings. Well, uh, that's uh, what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you didn't have to show all these gods are talking about, but you didn't have to then focus on the digitally animated, way expensive god of dumplings that. You know. Also, I I agree. Also, they could have. There was such a missed opportunity to like have some great fucking cameos. Yeah. For like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Get fucking Rami Malek to play Ra or something. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, no, for sure. You, you have yeah. some fucking fun. You get yeah. you get like Arnold Schwarzenegger to play some fucking German fucking clock. I don't think you know, they have one, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I will admit. It took me a little bit to fucking appreciate Russell Crowe having a Greek accent to play a Greek character because at first it was Borat esque. Hello, I'm, 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 my name is uh, Zeus. I'm from Greece. It's like, all no, right, that's a little weird he, coming he, out of that face. He also takes it way too far. Like, it's too, too but, far. I know, I know some Greeks that don't sound that way. Okay. Are they as old as Zeus? Oh, come on now. I'm just saying he's the first fucking Greek. It's all Greek to him, motherfucker. <laughs> what I here's here's what I really am tired of Hollywood doing, and I really was hoping that Love and Thunder would have switched it. I'm so fucking t- done with them pronouncing Hercules as Hercules. 
Zeus would have called Hercules Heracles, which is how his fucking name is in Greece. Hercules is the Roman equivalent of Heracles. You see, I, I have to stop you there because that goes back to what I was just saying of like, it's a movie you also have to go what's what's recognizable to the to the audience, right? I mean, Which, like... Sure, I agree. Hercules is the more popular fucking thing, but at no point would would Zeus have gone along with that. It's his son. He's Greek. He would again. Said, you, you have Heracles. to go through. You have that's the shut I the know. brain off, suspend disbelief, and go with what's going to make you know. Because I, I, I guarantee just, you, if he said it the correct way, there'd be a bunch of shit on the internet. But like he, he said it wrong. Sure. You're the only motherfucker screaming that he said it wrong when he said Hercules. You know what I mean? But we're also, but like I'm saying fucking um, Russell Crowe made the extra leap of talking in a Greek accent. No, he would have been like, he used a shit accent. That accent is God. I would have preferred Australian Zeus over what we got. New Zealand Zeus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I would have preferred that over what we got. Also, See, this is the thing that Marvel does where it's like it's so fucking confusing where you expect big stars to play big roles, right? Right, right. You get Russell Crowe to play Zeus. You get fucking uh, Anthony Hopkins to play Odin. You get Kate Blanchett to play Hela. And who the fuck is playing Heracles or Hercules or fucking Hercules, Hercules, Hercules? Who Which, the by fuck the way, is that guy? Did you mind him? Because you're talking about corrective pronunciation there's the disney animated movie where he's called hercules right and it was the same fucking thing i mean like back then i was six okay so i knew that hercules was hercules but you're not six now i know i'm not six now but over time i would just i I want one fucking movie to just go against the norm just one fucking movie every movie that has something to do with greek mythology with the exception of like Whatever that Assassin's Creed one, which was in Greece, Odyssey, I guess. Yeah, Odyssey. Yeah. I think they pronounce it as Heracles. I didn't get so, turned up into it, so I can't tell you. But um, but who's playing fucking Hercules? So the guy who's playing him, see, you talked about big names, and you're not wrong. They do that. But the other thing they do sometimes is they try to find that nobody to bring him up to another level, right? They do sure. that, too. And I think that's what they're doing here. The guy's name is Brett Goldstein, and I'm not saying he's nobody. I don't mean that... that, that a little harsher than I meant it, but like his big claim to fame right now is he's in that Ted Lasso show that's really big on Apple Plus. Like he's huge okay. in that show. Um, if I'm reading this right, I think he's been in every episode. So he, my guess is it's one of the it's one of those things where they're like kind of taking that nobody because like Chris Hemsworth is a good example. Of who the fuck knew who Chris Hemsworth was before he played Thor? Australia. Well, that's kind of my point. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like even Chris, I mean Chris Evans to a lesser extent because he had the run in Fantastic Four as as um, Johnny Storm, but well, uh, yeah, not another teen movie, and I mean he had been popping around, but he wasn't. He's not Chris Evans like he is now for sure. No, no, no. I you know, and that. and and he wasn't. And but by comparison, you had RDJ, who yes, while he had kind of fallen off because of the shit that he did, he was still RDJ. If you paid yeah. attention to the eighties and nineties, you knew who RDJ was. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, Edward Norton was Edward Norton. Everybody knew Edward Norton. Exactly. But I, I think yeah. I think like Mark Ruffalo was like, is that the fucking guy from Zodiac? You mean RDJ? No, no, the other the other guy who was in that that uh, that comic book movie. By the Joel. way, no, if, fuck, if, not that guy. With with Thunderbolt Ross being dead and there and there not being any 
real connection back to um, Ed Norton himself, right? Mm-hmm. I would love if they somehow found a way to get Liv Tyler back in this. Agreed. You know, I, br- well, I, oh, uh, the actor who played fucking um, Doctor Stearns. Oh yeah, he's going to be in. He's coming back. Yeah, no, I saw that. Is it Thunderbolts? I forget what he's coming. I think that might, might be, be Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts. But yeah, he's uh, um, he's gonna finally play the leader. Uh, yeah, no, and I'm fine with that. I, but I'm saying from a, from from the from the the, I guess the positive side because he'd be a villain. You know what I mean? From the right because she's not really a hero though, but she would be on that. I'm saying compared to she's not like you know. I mean she she's w- hero adjacent. Be, you you know it's it's been so long that people are like now be like. You know who'd be great in the MCU? Liv Tyler. Like, she was in the MCU. Like, yeah, no, yeah, she yeah. wasn't. Like, yeah, yeah she, she was. was. No, but I mean, she'd be like the Pepper Potts. You know what I mean? At this point, you know. Well, especially since the romance between fucking Hulk and Natasha went fucking nowhere. And and is now officially dead. So. And now that they've, like, finally established, hey, She-Hulk is, you know, the Hulk's cousin. Now, well, that, that is what fuck. it was. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that, like, didn't fucking know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, he's just making a fucking character so that the Hulk can bang somebody. I mean, yes, cousins fuck, but they're not supposed to. Also, Are you, are you caught up on She-Hulk, by the way? No, I haven't seen the newest episode, I, I don't think. Okay. No, there's... Why, why do they fuck? No, 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 but there was, there was something that not involving the two Hulks that happened that I was like, ooh. Okay. Yeah. It's something I saw the that, twerk that I think, everybody was freaking out over. I know. Then get over yourselves. I was fine. I yeah. mean, it was stupid, but I was fine with it. Um, like, no, the, the, Marvel characters are dancing in so much shit. Finally, when a woman does it, everybody's like losing their fucking mind, right? You, but you know, there's a character coming back, right? Oh, Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that was. Coming you in. you got a little piece of that without little, actually without actually seeing him yet. It was like okay. You know, like uh, all right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch the motherfucker. Yeah, I'll watch it, it. It's it's yeah. I, I I love what she's doing with that character. By the way, the actress playing Jen Walter, she's fantastic. Like I'm yeah. I'm I'm a hundred percent on board. But um, I'm about ready to wrap up. This yeah, episode. I think I think I think we're there. I think we can I think we can go ahead and do that now. Um, let's let's uh, we got to play what's in the box office though, right? We have to. Um, uh, let's do them in release order. Give me the first Thor. The first Thor, it's Marvel, it's early Marvel, but it's still like, hey, we're It's hopeful. technically, Par- I mean, Paramount distributed, it's Marvel, but this Paramount's sure. your distributor at that point. It, it, higher or lower than 100 mil? We don't play it that way. Don't start that shit. Nice try, though. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Guard. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to go in even 100 higher. Okay. Um, 175 lower 140. <laughs> higher. One, 150. Yes. Jesus. Titty you, you know, the, the, the rules five, you know that. The, ah, the, the, I gotcha, the, gotcha, the, gotcha. Give or take is five there. All right. Give me, give me the box office. Three seventy-five. Higher. Remember, remember the. Do you remember the rule you say for yourself the last time we played this? Because it's been a while, so I'm. I'm. That's why I'm asking. No. What, what was my rule? It, it was. It was. You were gonna stop doing even numbers. Like stop doing like straight numbers. Oh. 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 Okay. Um. You said higher. Higher. Yeah. Three hundred and eighty-four. Higher. Jesus. Four fucking seventy-two. 
Lower. Ah, God damn it. Fucking 412. <laughs> no, 449.3. I would If you had said 448, I wasn't holding you to the three, but since I'm reading it. Um, 449.3. Okay. Dark World. Uh, that budget looked like shit, so... No, wait, I will tell you right now, there's only a range for the budget, so if you give me anything within the range, I'm going to give it to you. So, just so you know, I don't have a solid number for the budget. Uh, okay, so... There's a lot of CGI in that fucking movie. A lot of CGI in all these movies. Yeah, but the, the Thor The Dark World, uh, yeah, they're in all of them, yeah. Um, I'm going to go 200 mil. Lower. 184. Lower. 162. I'll give it there. It's in the range. You missed the All range. Right. The, the top range is 170. You missed it by 14. Right. <laughs> okay, I got a solid number on the uh, on the office. on the box office. So yeah. One dollar. <laughs> no higher. Four four dollars higher. Did it bomb? No. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. What was the budget? I wasn't fully paying attention. Uh, between one fifty and one seventy, but it doesn't have an okay. exact number. Okay. Um. By the way, this is this is now Disney too. Just so you right. know, like we're now in that Disney realm. So I know that plays a role for you, but it does. I, I think I think it does because they handle marketing a little bit better, sure. with the exception of Black Fucking Widow. Sure. Um, I'm gonna go three. No, that sounds like too low. Even before I even fucking say it. I'm trying to think of other movies because other Marvel movies had come out. So the popularity of Marvel came out. So I'm going to go. I, I think this will surprise you, but go ahead. I will give you that much. 642 million. What'd you say? 642. I'll give it to you. 644. Really? Yeah. God damn. 644.8 to be exact is what it's Of all but... the fucking movies for me to get more or less correct on, uh-huh. is that fucking piece of shit. All right. All right. Ragnarok. I got exact numbers for both on this one. I'm going to say the budget is 230 mil. Lower. Okay. Uh, 190 mil. Lower. Really? 125? 180. You just were outside the threshold. Uh, yeah. I was out. Sorry. Um, and I wasn't going to make you keep going being that. I wanted to see if you got it on that you last You kind of give me three tries. and then Typically, like, nope. but if your third try is close enough, I'll give you the fourth. But when you start just like swaying. <laughs> like, I'm just swinging the hammer left and right. I'm yeah. missing all the fucking nails. I got yeah. you. Um, box office. For Ragnarok, that movie made a, I'm guessing that movie made a butt fuck amount of money. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> we made the butt fuck of money. It'd be the butt fuck amount of money. Um, it got Thor. Um, <laughs> I hate when you do that. Yeah. Um, Your pun game is strong today, sir. I have to give you that. It's, it's, thank you. You're going to need that for what we're doing later, too, so that'll work. Um, I'm also distracted because I'm looking up quotes. So that's well, my fault. for. You don't always have to have a quote. You could just say something funny. Yeah, but every time I try and do that, you're like, he's not funny, me. Well, it's not my fault you don't always hit the mark. Uh, um, can can you um, give me a box office? Give me the budget one more time. 180. I'm going to go 550 mil. Higher. No shit. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, because Dark Roll is six bullshit. All right, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna say fucking. You got to remember this comes out. This comes out right before Infi- and right so. before Infinity War. Like we're already ramping up to Infinity War. Okay, so War. we're it's about a billion. You're saying a billion? billion? No, I'm gonna say a billion. No, lower. Is it nine hundred ninety million? Then no, no. All right, lower. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, eight hundred eighty. No, lower. Look, eight seventy fucking four. No, eight fifty four. Okay, all yeah. Right. I I was hesitant to give you the, the last jump on that one because it was technically outside three. Not that there's any real rules to this, but still, you know. Um. Okay, budget on Love and Thunder. Hundred and thirty. Higher. Oh god, that's disappointing. <laughs> what a waste of fucking money. <laughs> God, that's what really sucks when you see a movie, you're like, oh, my God, we could have solved the homeless crisis, which is this fucking budget. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we yeah, got I this know. bullshit. I know. I hear you. Um, okay, uh, 175. Higher. Oh, fuck, this is going to make me cry. Uh, 200, please. Higher. 200. Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> fuck you, Disney. <laughs> Two hundred and forty million. Please don't say higher. Um, uh, it is, but I'll just tell you, it's two fifty. Oh God, that hurts. Every guy who can't afford a sandwich is just like, "Fuck <laughs> you." You want the box office? Box office, oh, please. Bro. I know, I know. People saw it because then they bitched about it, so it made a lot of money, right? Sure, sure. It's not as high as Ragnarok, though. Uh, um, no. Okay. I, had to, I had to look again. I'm sorry. I honestly had to look. Yeah. No. I'm going to go 740. Higher. Oh, fuck. I'm really sorry. It's, I'm out of practice on this shit. Well, you didn't um, know. Hey, you got Dark World. Oh, yippee. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hey. Hey, you got Dark World. Yeah, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> uh, 874. Lower. Oh, Shiza Manelli. Uh, fucking... 820. Lower. 780? No, 759. Fuck that movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, r- one last thing real quick, because I just saw this here. I and We're not going to get into a discussion about it, but apparently there's a Marvel thing com- coming out called Werewolves. Did you see that? It's going right to Disney+. Plus. It looks like it's like a... Mm-hmm. Did you see who's directing it? No. Michael Cicchino. What? Yeah. I'm really kind of intrigued by that. Has he ever directed anything? I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I genuinely don't know. Um, but I've heard him interviewed enough that I know he's more than like he like some some people and I, like for example, I, I would say with all respect, like um someone like uh Danny Elfman, for example. Is probably, or or even John Williams is probably a better example. Is not a f- necessarily a fan of all the genres he writes music for, but they say here's some money, write write a write a score, and he does yeah. a great job and does that. But he's not like then going off and like geeking out over whether or not you know the lightsaber is the right color, you know, or some mm-hmm. shit. Michael Giacchino does that. He's got an Ark of the Covenant bar in his backyard. You literally hit a button, the thing raises, and it's a fucking bar. 
How do you and, know this? Because he's been on Preston and Steve like a hundred uh, times, okay. and he talks about this kind of stuff. Like he is a massive fucking fan above and beyond just being a composer. So like, has he directed stuff? I'm looking right now. Uh, very quickly. Has he? Jakino. He has not. He has actually. He he he. He's directing a thing called Werewolf by Night. That's the thing I was just talking about. Apparently, he's right. also doing an untitled Halloween project for for Marvel. Okay. I'm guessing it's going to go right to Disney Plus. It's not going to be like sure. a thing. And then he uh, he directed a thing called Star Trek Short Treks, which I've seen. It's like a it's like a short anime. I, think, I don't know if they're animated or live action. I forget, but they're like. Anyway, he's done some directing, yes, but you know, we'll, so we'll see. It could it could be halfway decent. Um, All I'm, right, I'm I'm intrigued just because I like I like him as an individual and I love his score, so I'm very curious to see how he how he does. So, all right, go ahead. We'll Piss off, ghost. CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. After I'm done, stay tuned for the damn it, our very own post credit scene. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like this show page, Podeskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9 p.m. to midnight-ish and Saturday from 10 p.m. to midnight-ish Eastern Standard Time at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJXANTHUS. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potescu. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget the damn it. And now, without further ado, it's main event time. Making his first appearance. Uh, he looks quite promising. Got a couple of tricks up his sleeve. I'll say no more. See what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Lord of Thunder. Watch out for his fingers. They make sparks. Yeah.